episodes. We're going to start posting each podcast episode that you see on YouTube a week earlier on Patreon. So feel free to join for early access to all episodes. Plus, we're going to start doing bonus podcast episodes every week. So if you want to join Patreon, it's patreon.com slash concrete videos. Next week's episode is already posted there, so feel free to go check it out. Hello, world. Today's guest is John Boziak. John is an insane character and a notorious cyber criminal. Matt Cox actually met John in prison and ended up writing a book about his story. It's called Bent. At 26 years old, John was the most prolific manufacturer of counterfeit credit cards in the entire international cybercrime industry. This kid went from being homeless at the age of 14 in the streets of Miami to one of the most cunning scammers and identity thieves ever. He was even selling credit cards to the Russian mob at one point. We went in on some crazy, crazy stories that he told about his life, scamming and running from the Secret Service. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I did. It was wild. Without further ado, please welcome John Boziak. Thanks for coming on, John. I appreciate you coming down here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, your story is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so glad that you were able to meet Matt in prison and tell him your story because it is wild. Yeah. You were at age 26, one of the, or the most prolific credit card scammer in in the world. Is that right? I wouldn't say the world, but okay. yeah. Matt was just trying to spice it up. Yeah. Um, I said one of, I was one definitely, of. yeah, I was definitely doing, doing something. I was shaking and moving, yeah. Why are you here, Matt? Okay. Why are you here with John? Well, only because only because it's comical. Like if you, just, yeah. just to because guys will be you know guys will be watching and they'll be like besides the fact waiting that you're the for most me to say something and I'm just and I'm just sitting here going, you know. Other than that, people are like, why is Cox here? So okay, so I think the hardcore fans know why you're here, but let's go ahead. Well, okay, and, but so, still, yeah, know, let's tell everyone why. That's you're here. a thousand people. Why you know are you I'm saying here? you're looking for a hundred thousand? Hopefully. Um, hopefully. So what, what ends up happening is, so when I was in prison, that's when I, I met, um, uh, I was, I would say Boziak, but what do you want to go with John? What are we going? You're going with John, John, what, whatever you want. John. Yeah, let's go yeah. with John. Sure. Okay. John. Um, so, uh, basically I was in prison. I didn't even talk to him for like the first couple months because he's walking around. Um, I, I just, I thought he were, he was here for drugs. I knew he had a short sentence. So I didn't think there's no reason to talk to some guy who's who's going to be gone in six months or a year. No reason even. But we, I was standing in line one day. How, how did you? How did you? What? Like I don't even I don't even remember how we were standing. How did you figure out like the whole fraud thing? Like so we were standing in line, chow hall in the chow hall, yeah. and and we were standing. there. somebody came up and just somebody happened to come up to me and say, you know, like some other guy had been around, had just gotten there, or whatever, and they were talking about me because there's not a ton of fraud guys. And they, somebody said, hey, cock, what'd you get charged with? And I was standing there, and I said, you know, fucking bank fraud, conspiracy to commit bank fraud, passport fraud. You know, I started just naming off it, and I got to aggravated identity theft. And he's standing behind me, and he goes, because that's what I'm here. He goes, that's what I got charged for. I remember I turned around, and I looked at him. And I, I go, remember that. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember and that. And I remember I said, really? I said, I think, just figured you were here for meth. And you went like this, and you, you, you go, what made you think that? And you started laughing. And I thought, because you had all the tattoos, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I thought, this dude's all right. And then I said, well, what did you do? What do you mean aggravated identity theft? And you go, yeah, I was doing And you started telling me. By the time we got to our fucking, or got to our food, 
I was thinking, oh, I got to hear this whole story. <laughs> we sat in the chow hall till they closed the fucker down. Oh, yeah. We're like two, we were the last two motherfuckers yeah. in there. I mean, That's we're, right. The guards are telling everybody to leave. We're just like, all right. I mean, he just fucking told me. I remember the, that. Because remember um, uh, uh, Kingpin? When you were halfway through your story, I was like, this is just like Kingpin. The book, There's a book yeah. called Kingpin. Yeah. And I was like, this is just like Kingpin. Yeah. And you said, I, I was on that fucking forum. I was, I know some of those guys. Yeah, those those two guys were, inspired me to do fraud, to do credit card fraud. Those were like, when I, when I like. Max uh, Butler? No, Max. Max, uh, was Max, Max Butler. Yeah, I, yeah. I watched their uh, Inside uh, Inside True Crime episode on MSNBC. It's good shit. And right. that's when it fucking blew right. the whole, blew the whole thing open for me. I was like, right. oh, okay. So, the, and that's when I said, man, I, I gotta write, I gotta write your fucking story. I gotta. Yeah. I feel like we've, inter- I've interviewed a lot of people who have done crazy crimes on this podcast and i feel like yours is different because your story is just like from where what you came where you came from Mm -hmm. in miami you were like a homeless kid Mm -hmm. a super young homeless kid yeah yeah i was pretty much doing my own thing from from a pretty much pretty young age Yeah. Yeah. yeah i always find it interesting people like you who come from that kind of background with basically no parents mm-hmm at what age were you homeless? From like what age to what age? Like when did you first become homeless? Yeah, um, that's a difficult one. Um, technically, uh, there's different stages of homelessness, I guess. I mean, yeah. you know, you've got the straight up sleeping behind a fucking dumpster, eating out a trash can homeless, and then you've got like the kind of like I'm just couch surfing, staying at people's houses, homeless. Mm. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, so like probably 13, 13 or 14 years old, I was just gone. Yeah, out doing my own thing, sleeping on couches, staying out all night, you know, no curfew, no rules. What's crazy, what's the crazy parallel that I guess I made with your story is that you find a lot of really successful people, a lot of successful entrepreneurs come from that same type of background Mm -hmm. where they're kind of like disconnected from their parents or their, their parents abandoned them or whatever. And they just had to figure it out on their own. Um, so I just found found your story super fascinating in that regard. Yeah, it's the adversity. Um, I think I think the adversity uh, builds character mm-hmm. in the long run. You know, people who have had struggle early on in life um, usually tend to do pretty great things later on in life. It equipped me to deal with situations later on in life that would break most people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it it allowed me to sort of live in this frame of mind. Um, where I just, I don't really give a fuck because I've slept on the street. I've eaten out of trash cans. I've been at rock bottom. And once you've been at rock bottom, you're not scared to go back because mm-hmm. there's only one way to go, but up from right. there, you know? So, and, and I, and I, yeah, like I said that all of the adversity I had to go through early on, I think definitely set me up for success in a weird way. Yeah. You know? So how did you get into this world of scamming? <laughs> uh, <laughs> growing up on the street, you had to survive. Yeah. You know, so it was shoplifting and, and it was figuring out ways to get free food and it was figuring out ways to scam this or figuring out ways to scam that. <clears throat> you know, so it always starts small and then it builds over time, over time and over time. And over the years, it just gets bigger and bigger and the scams get bigger and the risks get bigger. And yeah, so it starts small. You know, it started with, I think I started uh, making fake coupons for on the computer using Photoshop to go and get free food. You know, and then it went from there to 
scamming the library system, trying to figure out how to get free internet service and, you know what I mean, trying to figure out how to get free streams online with, and, you know, it's just been a never-ending saga. Fraud has been such a huge part of my life, unfortunately. And the fraud that you were committing was heavily influenced by your skills in design and Photoshop. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I was always been interested in graphic design and mm-hmm. uh, media arts and stuff like that. Right. And always played around the computer and did a little bit of web development, graphic design. And uh, that, yeah, it allowed me to, to see, okay, I can do this. And I was, I had an artistic spin. I think like, I can do this or I can do that. Or, or, if, or if this scam comes along, I'm able to, you know, figure out how to, to work every angle of it pretty much mm-hmm. just through that one avenue. So initially you were, what was it? You were just trying to get by. You were just trying to eat and put clothes on your back. Is that uh, why you I were didn't scamming want to work? First? I didn't want to work a job. Right. Yeah. I didn't want to work a regular nine to five. Um, to me, uh, this is going to sound insane, but I, w- I would, r- I would rather commit suicide or spend the rest of my life in prison than work a regular nine to five job. Mm. It's just not in the cards for me. Yeah. I can, I can relate to you, you know? there. Yeah, it's just not something I can't do it. I can't wake up every day and, and go to the same building and punch a clock. You know what I mean? Because at the yeah. end of the day, there's a ceiling. Yeah, for you sure. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can't. There's you're always going to have that limitation placed on you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can't. I, I I can't live with limitations. I can't. It, it limits my thinking. It limits my. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You started out homeless, mm-hmm. scamming, doing like little scams, mm-hmm. like trying to uh, scam people with fake lottery tickets yeah. and yeah, yeah. and coupons, right? Mm-hmm. How do you graduate from that to literally printing thousands and thousands <laughs> of credit cards yeah. and making millions yeah. of dollars a yeah. month? Yeah. Well, that didn't happen overnight. Um, it, it was a slow process. You know, I, I started buying cards myself um, online and using them. When you say buying cards, what do you mean by that? Plastic. So, uh, I'm not sure how deep you want to get into it. Um, as deep as we can get. Okay. Um, Balls deep, yeah, baby. Like the, the forums, yeah. Explain, yeah. Sure. The credit card forums. Um, okay, well, I guess the easiest way to explain it um, is to kind of break it down and how the whole the whole thing actually kind of works is um, anytime you go to a store and you use your debit card and you swipe that magnetic strip, Yeah. Um, that information that's stored on that magnetic strip is sent to uh, a server somewhere and it's held. Well, these kids over in Russia or, or, you know, Ukraine or wherever these kids are, they, they hack, they get these numbers and these numbers by themselves are useless. I mean, you can't, you can't go online and buy anything with them. You know, it's pretty much just a raw metadata that's, that's encoded to the back of your plastic card. Right. Now they sell this information for five, six, seven, ten, twenty dollars, thirty dollars a pop, whatever. Now, with that information, you have to have another piece of equipment, and you have to have a a physical card to write that information to, to be able to clone, to copy, to go, to use it um, in in retail setting. You follow along mm-hmm. so far? Yeah. And basically, so basically what you do is you got two different vendors um, that you can find, and you've got different various avenues to get to these vendors. Uh, you know, if you got, back when I was doing, this is back in the early 2000s, there was... Um, carding forums, which don't really exist anymore. Uh, the FBI and, and, and Secret Service and everything did a pretty good job of shutting them all down. But 
Yeah, you go to these you go to these websites and you go to these uh, these pages and you get these numbers and you code them to the cards. You go out and use them. And this is what I was doing in the beginning. You know, I would I would log on. I would figure out what numbers were working and and they're called dumps is the terminology. Dumps. Yeah, that's the terminology for the, the for the track information. information. Yeah, it's like a it's 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 a dump of information. So okay. Yeah, that's the terminology. And, and this is the black strip on the back of the credit. The card? The magnetic strip in the back of the credit card. Okay. Correct. Yeah, that's the dump. Yeah, that's your that's your track information. It's mm. referred to as a dump if you're gonna purchase it on the black market. And so, yeah, you, you know, I would purchase these dumps, and I would I would you know have to figure out the plastic to write them to. And at that time, the plastic was expensive. Like, like vendors selling plastic was like a hundred, two hundred bucks a piece for one single for one single card that they would print, that they would make, and they would sell it to you. And then you would have um, a piece of equipment called an MSR two hundred six reader writer, and you would have to encode, you know write your own, encode your own cards and figure out how to use them. Mm-hmm. And, and you're buying these legally, like in the U.S.? The no, cars, the no, cars, no, no, the cars no, were no, illegal. No, no, no. Okay. no. It's all, this is all illegal. Everything. There's illegal. nothing about this that's legal at all. Yeah. This is, it's, it's fraud you all the way that? around. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it is a podcast. Yeah. Oh, stop. Your stuff's going on. Typically stop. you turn your phone off. Oh, your all right, all right, all right. Yeah. It's fraud all the way around. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you can, I mean, you can buy these plastic cards, uh, blank legally. But then you're gonna need like a printer to put the you know the logos and the mm. templates and the design and all that, all that stuff like that. So yeah, right. yeah. So I got into it and I started using them uh, just slowly here and there, and then I kind of figured out like you know I'm missing out on some good money. I'm kind of being middled, you know. The money's not the money to me wasn't in using the cards at the at the stores like the retail. I mean it was fun at first, you know, being able to walk into a store and pretty much swipe and you know get whatever you want. There's a rush. There's a certain rush to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But when you look at it from a, a financial standpoint, it just it wasn't it wasn't sustainable for any kind of long long term because you're taking too much risk. You know, I'm walking in, I'm putting my face on a hundred different cameras every day, and if, I mean, let's say on a good day you hit five WalMarts and you got a laptop from every Walmart, you're doing good, right? You got five laptops, you can go mm-hmm. and sell them. But once you do that, you got to go back and get five more, and you got to go back and get five more, mm-hmm. and you got to go back and get five more. You need a way to scale. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I can't, it's just, it, like I said, it's just, I needed a, I needed, I needed more money and I needed so where less, the money, less where risk. The, where did the money come from though? So you're buying you're, the dump. So the information. That's a real, that's your information. Some citizens information. Okay. So that, so the dumps that you're buying is, is some victim. Well, yeah like, I, yeah. like I explained in the beginning, it's like when you go to any store and you swipe your debit card, that information is saved somewhere. Okay. And then that information is subsequently um, hacked. Got so it from whoever, and then sold on the Got black market. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's the first. That's like the front end of the operation. The back end of the operation is the um, the actual manufacturing of the uh, the cards themselves. And there's like a whole other market for that as well. You know, like so there's people who sell just plastics. They're called plastic vendors, mm-hmm. which is what I eventually ended up making all my money. It's where I found my success at later was with uh, just actually being a plastics vendor myself, selling plastic. Um, you know, but like in the beginning, I didn't know. I was green. Like I had, right. I had no fucking idea, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm, I'm using them in stores. And I'm sorry, can I say something? But it was would, you like basically, to, would you like to interject? Yes, I'd like to interject. But yeah, you got to raise your hand and ask for okay. permission. Basically, but it was, you were, you were at that point, it was your brother who kind of came, had mentioned. Yeah, is yeah. That, is that what you meant? Like he, how did he you get into He kind of turned me on to the yeah, game yeah. a little bit. He kind of put me up on game, kind of turned me on to it. And, and you then know it kind of, that built from there. So it's it was like snowballed. he didn't come out of the gate knowing this. It's like it was... It was, you know, the brother. Oh, and there was a lot of mistakes doing, made. Yeah, they slowly yeah. started, yeah. There was a lot of mistakes made. I mean, I would I would go to a store and, and all my cards would get declined. 
and I've been chased out of stores by security. I've been, you know what I mean? Like I've, there's plenty of, of, of trial and error to this whole thing. You know, mm-hmm. I just didn't start off making crazy amounts of money. You know, it took, it took about, it took about two years actually of just slowly, you know, building and working on the product and trying to, trying to make it better and trying to figure out, you know, little by little by little by little. So you're buying these cards loaded up with people's information. You're going to stores, you're buying laptops, you're buying electronics and shit. What are yeah. you, are you selling it on eBay? Yeah, selling it on Craigslist. Craigslist? Yeah, Craigslist and everything pretty much, yeah. Okay. And what kind of money are you making doing that? It was it was up and down, man. You know, because like, and another part of the problem is you, you really don't know what each limit of each card is going to be. Because mm. I don't know how much money you have in your bank account. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, if I'm walking into a store, I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to swipe for. So the money, it was never consistent. So it was like maybe I'd make a couple thousand dollars one week and then the next week I'd lose a couple thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Or, or the next week I'd make $3,000 and then the next week I, w- I would make $500. Mm-hmm. So it, the money was never consistent. And it was like every store you go into, it's like you got to watch security and you got to pick your, your, your person at the counter. And it's like a whole, it's, it, it's just, it becomes exhausting after a while. Right. Yeah. So how did you graduate from, what did you graduate to after that? And how did you step it up a level? Um, yeah, well, I started doing online carding, actually, which normally people usually do the online carding first, but then I started, got into the online carding second. Mm. And that's when I got onto the online, uh, I really got into the online forums because the online carding pushed me more online because the physical carding is just more, okay, I'm going to buy it and I'm, I'm in the stores all day long. I'm out doing the stores and I'm doing the physical aspect part of it. But when I really started getting into the online carding is when I started getting into like the carding forums and I started reading tutorials and I started talking to other guys that were doing fraud. And I kind of, you know what I mean? Like there were some guys that would do a bunch of fraud and they would just write a whole matrix on it. What year was this? 2004, 2005. So this is pre Silk Road. This is pre Silk. Okay, this I was is pre Silk Road. Yeah, yeah, like the the Silk Road didn't even exist at this time. There was no there was no dark web Silk Road. That, right, it just didn't exist. So I was using IRC chats and I was using uh, carding forums. There was no Bitcoin, was there? Bitcoin was in its infancy. Okay, okay. Yeah, which I invested. Believe it or not, I invested. I think somewhere around twenty five hundred dollars in Bitcoin when they first kicked off, and that. <laughs> I would be a multimillionaire by now. I would be a hundred times over. Holy fuck. Yeah, but that dude. laptop that that Bitcoin on was confiscated by the Secret Service. No way. Yeah, so the Secret Service has a laptop now with probably a hundred million dollars on it. I mean, I don't know what the <laughs> conversion rate is now. I mean, you know, I mean, do the math. 2005, Bitcoin, Bitcoin was Bitcoin's like, at what? Like $12,000 right now? It's at like twelve, thirteen thousand dollars right now. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Major bummer. Fuck. All right. So, you're on the you're on these... These forums. Right, yeah. So I got in, I got into online forums and um I really it really opened my eyes to the whole world of carding and fraud mm. and the actual technical side behind it on the back end. And that's right. when I kind of figured out where the money was at, like where the money is to be made at. And it mm. was in plastic. It was in plastic. Because the guy making the most money wasn't the guy mining the gold, it was the guy selling the pickaxes. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's yes. where my mind went to. And I was like, you know what? I'm Love that analogy. I like that. I love yeah, that. I was just no, thinking, well, I, have a, yeah. I have a good friend who told, said that to me years ago, and that's always stuck with me. Yeah, and 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 it made sense to me too at, at the time. And I was like, okay, well, where's the money at? Where where's the money at? And this whole let's sit down and look at this whole thing subjectively. Look, let's look at everything and yeah. figure out where the money is. And once I figured that out, then I started working at that that little puzzle. Okay, so how did you how did you figure out 
that piece of the puzzle? How did you start? Trial and error, man. How did you be Trial like, you're going to start making these pickaxes, these credit cards, yeah, these pieces uh, of plastic? I bought just a piece of shit, cheap fucking, uh, I think it was like a Fargo DTC printer from eBay. It was like $200, and the cards that you made with it were shit. Like, the quality, they, just, they never printed right or anything like that. And I was making them. I was fucking going out to the store trying to use them. You know what I mean? And I was getting ran out of stores, and so it was like... So I had to start with, like, a real low-tech operation. Like, I was using, like, a manual embosser to push the numbers in the cards. Like I had a big fucking wheel in it with all mm-hmm. the fucking characters, and you had a zzz, like an old, you know, like an old uh, rotary phone. Yeah, like a typewriter. And you had to physically something. stamp out the card, you know. So I started, I started real, real low-tech. You know, and then I knew, you know, the better equipment, I had to, you know, get the money and buy the better printer, buy the, the manual or the automatic embosser, buy the heat, the foil stamper. And mm-hmm. it's just, I knew every piece of equipment I had to buy to make my product better. And that was like the main, that was like the first main goal. Where'd you buy like the blank, the actual physical blanks? Oh, there's a website you can, there's a, that sells like all that crap that okay. sells like the, the printer ribbons for the printer for the Fargo printers. They sell the blank yeah. because none of this equipment is illegal to own or purchase. Right. I mean, you can, you can purchase all this equipment for, um, you know, for your business. Make gift cards. You can make it. Say you want to do employee ID badges or right. for like hospitals and banks and all, you know, also like all this equipment is, it's readily available on the internet. You just mm. got to know where to look. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. How did you, what kind of money were you making? Like, like in the beginning, I wasn't from, making like, shit. In the beginning, you were just buying shit and selling it yeah, on Craigslist. I was in the hole in the beginning. Like, I've, I've lost so much money yeah. doing all this crap. I think yeah. I poured so much money in the beginning, it was just ridiculous. I mean, I was getting robbed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's a bunch of scammers online. Like, you got to go through that whole rigmarole and get robbed 10 times before you actually find somebody who's legitimate. And so, really, yeah, yeah, it's a whole, I mean, you're dealing with scumbags. There's no, like, there's no, like, uh, like rating system like on eBay. There is now. There is now. Oh, there is now. Yeah, yeah. I mean they've got they've got escrow services and shit now for fraud. Like say wow. I wanna say I want to buy like a hundred pieces of plastic off a vendor and I don't I've never purchased from you before. Well there's a there's a fucking fraud escrow service where you send the money to escrow, I get my I get my product, I tell escrow, okay, I'm satisfied with it and they go ahead and release the money to the vendor. Wow. Like it's all fucking it's legit now. It's all corporate now, yeah. That's Holy all corporate. Shit. Yeah, I was back in the Flintstone days, man. I was yeah. the, one of the pioneer, first pioneers of this whole fucking thing. I That's think. Fucking yeah. wild, dude. Yeah, it's all Star Trek. Is this Space stuff? Age is now. this stuff still going on? Right, like today? Is it? The is games it, changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's still the same. It's still the same. But you know, banks have cracked down a lot harder. You know what I mean? So, say I would buy a hundred dumps, hundred cards, mm-hmm. and they were from like California. Mm-hmm. And I was in Michigan. And I tried to use them in Michigan. They would get declined right away. Mm. Now they would. Before, yeah. it, it wasn't so much. But now it's, yeah, now it's, it's the whole game's changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't even know if there's a whole lot of money left in it anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, Not like there was before, anyway. So you had, like, some hot chick you were dating Right. Which one? This is, what, what part of the story was this? You, you were dating. You, you were dating. Help you along. You mean that, what? Is this the one that was? Uh, you were dating some like hot chick. Felicia. Who was like black. Felicia. Black, black, Felicia. Black male. She was blackmailing you, saying yeah. she was going to rat you out because you had all this. Cunt. She said that you had like, or you said in the story it says that you had all these like expensive clothes in your apartment. You had a bunch of shoes and watches and jewelry and all kinds yeah. of shit you were buying. Yeah. yeah. She was a piece of shit. How much money? Around. How much money did you have then? Like at that point when you were living with her, uh, maybe sixty grand, yeah. eighty grand. It was less than a hundred thousand dollars. I think mm-hmm. I had at that point in time because I was living. I was in Michigan. I was in Detroit at that time. It was this on the Flintstone machine. 
No, this is. I was actually. I was actually yeah, doing something. You, car, you were carding. Yeah, you I was. I was in make, full swing. Now. You were in full swing. Yeah, I was in okay. full swing when I was with her. Yeah. Okay, but this, that was I was carding actually, though. That was you weren't making the cards at, at that point. You didn't. These were just. This was you guys. You and your brother were just carding. No, 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 no. When I was with when I was with Felicia, I was. This is after me. My brother had already done the thing, and I, I was in Michigan. Okay. And then I was, you know, going back or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. So why did you move to Michigan? You went from Miami to Michigan. How, uh, how did my that whole happen? family's from Michigan. Okay. Yeah. So you were originally from Michigan. I was born in Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you went back when? Um. This was right before, right before I met my wife. Right before I got caught in Temple Terrace. So this was probably. 2007, 2008, or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, I'm not really... Okay. The the details are fuzzy. I smoke a lot of pot, dude, so, yeah. like, you know, yeah. fine details with me that could 300 be... 300 milligrams is kicking in right now. I think so, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um... But do you have a probation officer, or am I allowed to say me? that? No, 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 I'm, I'm good, oh, you're man. good. Okay, yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, I'm good. Hell yeah. Yeah, I got out of prison, and, uh... I went right back to prison after I got out, and then I had, like, three years of paper, and they fucking killed my paper. How long were you prison, in prison for total? Uh, I did 24 months total. 24 months, that's it? Yeah. Jesus Christ, Matt. How long were you in for? You were in for like nine years. Fucking 12 and I a half. I did 12 almost, years. Almost 13 years. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. yeah. I got lucky. Yeah, I got lucky. And this dude made more money than you made. Yeah. <laughs> he was supposed to get like 10 years. You yeah, they were trying to years. slam me. They were really trying to slam me. I had I had, I had the best lawyer ever. How the hell did Catherine you get out Everett. of all that? Yeah, huh? How did you get out of all of this? I had a good lawyer. Wow. Public defender. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, man. she was just she she just took a liking to me and just did not want to see me doing all that time. Okay, so let's go back. Let's go back in time. Sure. Let's, 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 let's let's go through this thing chronologically. You have the the Flintstone credit card printer. You're you're just starting to get into low tech. Low making tech the plastics. Yeah. Low tech what so what starts happening after that? Uh I started progressively making a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. And I was able to uh, slowly just start upgrading every piece of equipment to make a better product. And okay. That, that, so that, that was kind of like, I say about a year. It took about a year, really, to get going, to really get like the, the good equipment, mm-hmm. you know, to where I could make a credit card that looks like it came straight from the bank. Mm-hmm. And when I got to that point, I was like, okay. I kind of knew. Like, I didn't have the clientele yet, but I knew I had the product. I knew I had the product right, you know? Were you honing in, like, the design of these cars? The templates. Yeah, the templates. Everything had to be right. I mean, I had to figure out how to make the Visa logo. Because there's, like, there's holograms and shit built into these cards. It's, yeah, that, yeah. It's pretty technical, the way to design them. Yeah. The Chinese guys. Yeah. Right? How did so, you do that? Uh, the, the hologram issue, I found a dude in China. Yeah, I found, a, I found a dude in China that owned a printing company, and I basically... The Alibaba? Uh, I was, I was Alibaba, or was it... Um, I know Fiverr was around. DHgate. Or something like that. DH Gate. That's still around. Oh, they're still cranking. Holy shit. Yeah, they're cranking. Uh, So, yeah. So, I found a dude on there and I cut out um, a credit card. I cut one out of like a real credit card Mm -hmm. and then I mailed it to him to China. And I was like, can you you do this for me? And I was like, I sent him. He's like, send me a sample. And I sent it to him. And I think like six weeks later, I got like a roll of like 5,000 Visa and MasterCard holograms, heat press hollows. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I had those, it was a wrap. Because, I I mean, my graphic design game's pretty dope. 
Is so it? yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah. I'm 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 a, I'm a wizard with that <laughs> shit. I've always have been. You know, it's just something that I've just always been natural with. Uh-huh. And um, so yeah, I mean, once I did that, and once I had that, the holograms, and once I had the the actual physical product made, once I figured out how to make the Visa logo, once I had figured out how to do the Sig strip on the back, the signature strip on the back, because that's like a whole thing. And then there's like this rear in, uh, indent embossing. I had to figure that out. So. There was hurdles, and it took mm-hmm. it took a while. It took like six or eight months before I had a, like a verifiable, certifiable, like you know, a product that you just couldn't shoot holes in. There's no way. Yeah. It would be completely indistinguishable from a regular credit card. Yeah, if you the- put your from Bank of America and you put mine next to it, there'd be no difference. There'd be no difference. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. So. So what are you doing with that? So now now you're making these credit cards and you're selling them on these forums or what? I started using them. Okay. Uh, first. Okay. Because I, I didn't to really... To test them out? Yeah, to, you know, just to see, do test runs, mm-hmm. and um, flying colors. You know, nobody even bat an eyelash. I never had one issue, never one single issue. Maybe a couple declines, you know, just because the the dump information wasn't mm-hmm. um, probably, you know, good or whatever, but yeah, yeah. So I was using them, and then I figured out, okay, let me get on the forum. And I, I was already dealing with people on the forum from buying buying dumps and buying... Um, you know, buying plastic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I just, I talked to a few of my guys on the forum and I had to get, you know, they had to vouch for me. But since I'd already been on the forum for a year and a half, two years, that wasn't a really a big deal, you know. And I was on two or three different forums. So, uh, like, I was pretty well known in the community. You know, it's just like You somebody, had, like, a popular screen name? I did, yeah, U.S. Plastico. U.S. Plastico. That's what probably, in, in the long run, that's what probably got me fucked. Really? Was trying to be clever, and you know what I mean. And oh, you're you, trying to brand yourself. I was. I was thinking, you know, I shouldn't. I should have just been like, you know, anonymous or whatever. But mm. so I think that's that's. But it. you have to stay consistent on that scam in that scam world, though, right? I mean, people have to know who you are to be able to trust you. Yeah. So it's like a double edged sword. Yeah. And like I said, I had two years in at that point, and I knew all the the major players in the game, and I knew who was doing what just from being on the forums and mm-hmm. you know being on IRC. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what happens next? Uh, my, are, my product got better. Sorry, yeah. did you did you already meet Melmo Man at this? <clears throat> no, Melmo Man came. Melmo Man came after I got onto um, Dark Market. Oh, okay, but I wasn't on. Uh, no, that was Carter.su. I met Melmo Man, and that came later. That came, you know, that was probably towards the very end, like at the very pinnacle of my career, if you if you want to put it that way. Melmo Man. Yeah, Melmo, Melmo Man was the dude who opened up all the doors for me. In the in the in the carding world, he, he really he had all the he he knew yeah he plugged me in. So you still that at this point it. at this point you got the guy from China, who who printed thousands of these holograms for you for your credit cards. Yeah, you had these fucking rock solid fake credit cards that you made. Yeah, but you still had like a long way to go before you reached your peak. Oh yeah yeah well I had no clientele. You okay, know, I had no clientele, and um, it, it took a while. It took maybe six months to build to build trust in the community and to build clientele. So, thousands of these credit cards, you're literally taking these little holograms, and you're physically like placing them on each of these credit each cards one. with your hands, each like one. hand by hand. Yeah, each one, each credit card, holy each, shit, each card's dude. Handmade. How long does that take? How long does it take to do one card? Oh, I had it down. I could I could print one card in less than five minutes. I could print I could everything. Print, print I it. Could, stick everything onto it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. See, I would already have all the. I would already have all the the templates lined up in Photoshop. Okay. Like ready to go. All my windows open. Bam. 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 You know what I mean? And then I would load maybe like ten or fifteen cards in the printer, mm-hmm. and I would be like, okay, print in sequence. Print one. Print two. Print three. Print four. Print five. So then it would it would run out all the cards. 
print them front and back. You know okay. what I mean? It would print the put all. And the, the only thing I really had to do myself was emboss and do the hologram. So I would have to physically place the hologram myself and use a heat press to adhere it to the plastic. Mm-hmm. And then I would have to, to to manually emboss the card myself. And this See. is before I got the auto embosser, where I could just <clears> throw them in and do a batch, and it would you know run a fifty or hundred at a time. Damn. Yeah. So when I got down, when I got really efficient at it, I could maybe do a hundred cards in an hour, about an hour. I could print hologram and emboss about a hundred. So cards. you're making close to a hundred, a thousand cards in a day. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. 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 If I'm cranking away, but then you know sometimes you have problems. Mm-hmm. The printer starts gets too hot and starts fucking melting cards and printing mm-hmm. shit sideways, you know. So you've yeah. always got little issues, right? Yeah, like that you got to deal with. But yeah, I could do a thousand cards in a day. What's the most cards day. that you did in a day? You think that I've manufactured in one day? Mm-hmm. I think I've done about eight hundred, six between six and eight hundred in wow. one day. You know, on a good day, if mm-hmm. everything was going right and I had mm-hmm. all my equipment operating mm-hmm. properly. Yeah. Okay, so how did you start? getting this getting this out there on on online or on these black market on these uh, um, on the dark web and start getting customers to buy shitloads of them yeah so so the initially the first uh carter forum that i was on i went ahead and i just made my first post here i am new vendor right um here's my product you know you post pictures it's like a whole well it was like a whole thing not anymore and then you know i would get maybe like one or two orders a month mm-hmm. you know and then once those orders came in and, like, people started leaving positive feedback, it just kind of snowballed after that. And then I remember the day, because I would only get maybe one or two orders, but I remember the day I woke up and I checked, I think I checked one of my emails and I had 15 or 20, 20 orders waiting for me and I couldn't believe it. How much? Per, how much? $1,000. One order is $1,000? Yeah. For how many cards? A uh, hundred. Hundred cards. Yeah, it's twenty dollars a card. Hundred cards. Two drivers, or you get. I'd make IDs for you, however many you wanted, and then I would do. I think it was like hundred cards embossed, everything encoded numbers, and IDs and IDs. <coughs> yeah, holy shit! But I wouldn't make a hundred IDs. Obviously, I'd make like two or three. Okay. You know, or whatever that whatever they wanted. But it I mean you know. So there, there was a cap on that. So the IDs have to obviously correspond with the credit cards? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Because say you go to a store and you make a purchase, um, and it's over like three or $400. Like a lot of stores, like people don't realize this, but a lot of stores, like say Best Buy, you go mm-hmm. to Best Buy, if you make a purchase over $300, they ask physically ask for your card. Mm-hmm. And they physically take your card, and they, they go on their POS machine. Now their POS machine, the point of sale service machine, won't let them process the sale unless the... Four digits on the front of the card match what's actually encoded to the card. Mm. So it's like a it's like a security step. So what they do is they take the card and they punch the numbers into the computer because you've already swiped it. So they're going to punch these numbers in, and if these numbers on the front of the card don't match what's being swiped, it's automatic fraud. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to have the corresponding plastic to match the to match the numbers, and you have to have the ID because they're going to ask for for ID because a I don't have the people's PIN number. So you're not processing it as debit. You always have to process it as credit, even though it's a debit card. Got it. So they have to have ID. When you process anything for credit, they always ask for ID, always, especially if it's a big purchase. Right. You know. Huh. Louis Vuitton, you go to Louis Vuitton and try and buy a $2,000 handbag on a credit card, they're going to ask you for ID. Right, right. 1,000%. Yeah. You know, even if you you go in there looking the part, they're still Mm going to ask. They always ask for ID. Right. You know. So you have to have the ID to match the card. Everything mm-hmm. has the jive. The numbers, everything okay. has the to, to be coherent. 
Okay, so is there a minimum number of cars they had to buy for one order? So is the minimum a hundred car minimum? 100? It was a thousand dollar minimum order. Okay, so it was a hundred cards, and then I would work with them on the IDs, like whatever they wanted. Okay, because those were easy. To make. Cool. So that's good money. You're making a couple. You're getting a couple orders a day, making a couple thousand. Uh, I was a doing day. like one or two orders a month, and okay. then like I said, I woke up that one morning and I remember I had twenty orders waiting on me, and I couldn't believe it. One morning, you just had twenty I orders. Had twenty waiting on me. Yeah, yeah. I remember that day distinctively. Yeah, and I couldn't believe it. I was, was, run, I was running around the house jumping off the fucking furniture, dude. Were you? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I mean, twenty grand—that's a lot of money for oh, for, for somebody sure. who doesn't have shit. And for somebody who's been getting robbed and pouring all their fucking every dollar they've had into this shit for the past two and a half years Mm -hmm. and not going anywhere, you know? So to me, this was victory. This was, you know, I made it. Right. So what else are you doing in the meantime besides, I mean, obviously you're just sitting online, like you have your info sitting online for people to order Mm -hmm. and there's only so much time you're spending making these cards. What else are you doing? I was doing some online carding. I was doing some, uh, some virtual, virtual carding. I was doing virtual carding. Um, I was still going in stores here and there okay. and you know, mind you, I wasn't spending any money at this time either. Cause I had cards. Mm. If I needed gas, I would go oh, fucking yeah. fill up with a card at the gas station. If I needed groceries, I would take a card to the grocery store and buy three, $400 in groceries, you know? So all my money is basically just going in a fucking shoebox in the closet and I'm not really spending Whoa. any of it. Yeah. And at this point in time, I had been living off of credit cards, stolen credit cards for probably three and a half years. Like I didn't have a job for three and a half years. I was just using stolen credit cards for everything. Where where were you living? Uh, at this point, I was in Coral Springs. Okay, and you pay uh, your rent with the credit cards. Uh, well, I would just go if, like when rent time would roll around, I'd go grab a laptop or two laptops, get cash, just cash it out, go pay a thousand dollars for rent or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Wow, dude, what a fucking life! <laughs> How old were you? Early twenties. At this point, when early twenties. Twenty thousand or twenty thousand dollar order. Early twenties. Yeah, I was about twenty five, twenty four, twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When did, did when did Shoulder Surfer come? Shoulder Surfer and Memo Man came in later, about 2008, I think, early 2008. Who's Shoulder Surfer? Shoulder Surfer is another dude from the um, from the from the uh, forums. Okay. That I was dealing with. It's just another another scam artist, another scammer. And what was his what was his story? Uh, he was doing we were doing cash outs, so I would send him uh, I would send him cards, and then he would. So I think it was the guy running the. The, I thought he was he was the Russian contact. Shoulder surfer? Oh, I'm I'm sorry, Melmo man, Melmo man, me and me and Melmo man. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. I was just thinking oh, yeah, the gummies right. are the, kicking the, in. Yeah, the gummies you're are right. kicking in. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, shoulder, shoulder. Yeah, he he wrote the book. I just lived it. I mean, <laughs> I he mean, knows bro, all the yeah. facts. I'm I'm fucking fuzzy. Well, you know what's funny is is when I was writing the book, like he, you know, I likes you know it's, it's like uh like Melmo man. Like yeah. he w- he had been talking about Milmo Man. I have all these notes with Milmo Man, Milmo Man, and Milmo Man had introduced him to Shoulder Surfer. It's like how do how do you even verify that these people are? And and I actually had a, uh, I'd actually got a police report in where his brother had been arrested in a, like a Target or a Walmart or something. I don't know what he no Target, Target yeah. yeah he got arrested in Target, and um, and this. They went on the forum. The police officer went on the forum and actually took a screenshot of the forum, and it showed everybody that had been on the forum that day. And Milmo Man was actually one of the people on there. Like you, I've been writing it down over and over again. I just started reading through the names, and sure enough, I was like, "Holy shit!" There's Milmo Man. <laughs> but yeah, Milmo Man was the guy that it introduced you to the the, the rush. The, I was I'm trying shoulder like surfing. to me uh, shoulders. Yeah, yeah the, the Russian surfing. guy. Sorry, that's yeah, what yeah. I was trying to think because yeah. I remember when you told me the story and yeah. shoulder surfing was. 
a term for people that look over your shoulder or something like that. That's the original. Yeah, so they can get your pin number. Or yeah, back when a tactic. Yeah, back like a, when a social engineering he, tactic. Like he'd been, he was so old. He'd been in, doing it so long that his handle was shoulder surfer, which is a thing that you wouldn't even know about. It's like when yeah. you used to have like cards, you used to push. You used to if you had to call somebody long distance. You had a long distance card. You had to punch in the pin number. Shoulder surfing was where somebody would stand over your shirt shoulder, and. What? Oh, I, was, I thought you said the camera's out. All right, go ahead. Someone, someone would stand over your shoulder and get the pin number, uh-huh. and then they would sell it or be able to use the long distance. And that guy had been around so fucking long that was his his handle was shoulder surfer. So Jeez. that's that's like the eighties or nineties or something. So dude was old. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah, I, I knew when you Not when to you mean to go off topic, but did you know back in the day when they were back in the eighties when they were doing the long distance phone call, you had to put in the pin. And it would give you the, it would register the dial tone with the the company to let them know that this was the tone to let you into the long distance phone call long line. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, now, right? yeah, yeah. There was a whistle that they that they that they sold in the, in a Captain Crunch cereal box that it was at a certain frequency that you could blow it into the fucking phone. It would give you free long distance phone calls. What? Yeah, you yeah. know, you know, you know Captain that, Crunch. There, Captain Crunch had a whistle they used to sell in their cereal boxes that was at like not, a certain, not on purpose. No, 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 no obviously not. It was at like a certain hertz. Like the frequency was at a certain hertz, and for some reason, it just it, it, it allowed you to if you blew it on the phone, you hit a certain uh, digit, and you blew the whistle, you would it would allow you to make a free long distance phone. Did calls. you do this? Well, this is before my time, but you just heard about it. Yeah, this is th- wow. these are the scams I was go was, was like learning when I was a kid. You know, we, all this, it was, everything's digital. This We're talking analog shit. Yeah. All this shit was analog, you know, yes. early 90s. Like late Steve, early 90s. you know, Steve Jobs and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wozniak. Yeah. Wozniak. Yeah, Wozniak. You know, Wozniak. they were selling that fucking box that allowed you to, that was like their first little business was they were selling this little box that allowed you to get free long distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was like it's completely illegal. Like that was the first thing they did was they sold these little I forget what they called them, a blue box or something. And you could it, you could put in a tone and it would over the um, telephone and it would give you free long distance. So you were buying these boxes and they're selling you the boxes that allow you to fake out the um, telephone uh, service so you could get free long distance. That wow. was that was Steve Jobs's like that was like their first little thing. Yeah, before Whoa. Apple. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. But anyway, yeah. what I was trying to say was that when you started making the, when you met Shoulder Surfer, the, the that's Russian That's when the guy. money started rolling. Yeah, How did you meet this dude, Shoulder Surfer? On the forums? Yeah. He's a Russian? I don't know. You never met him in real no, life? No, you don't know who what any of these people are. I mean, I dealt with one dude for like two and a half years, and I thought he was like this, I in my mind, I thought he was like this nerdy fucking white dude. Turns out he was like this Jamaican fucking black dude from Canada. Whoa. Yeah. And that we were, I was doing fraud with back and forth, and really? I got, yeah, it was. Did you actually meet him in person? Uh, no, but I ended up talking to him on the phone one day, and like just through conversation, we kind of figured out. I kind of figured out, like you know, yeah, his ethnic his ethnicity. That's so funny. Yeah. If you deal with somebody for so long without meeting them, yeah, you have just no idea because I'm dealing with emails and screen names. Yeah, you know, so everything's you, emails and screen. Everything's names. anonymous. Yeah, you don't. I mean, then when you build a rapport, you deal with somebody for years, then you might get a phone call from them. You know, you might talk on the phone with them to you know try and organize something or do whatever you guys are doing are you paying are you transacting everything in like with bitcoin or are you uh, at this time i was using something called um wmz which is called web monies i think the fbi shut it down and there was something mm-hmm. else called uh, liberty reserve it was lrz mm-hmm. and this is all this is this was pre-bitcoin so then and then after when bitcoin came along 
not too many people were hip to Bitcoin and Bitcoin wasn't as easily accessible as it is today. Like I can just open my Robinhood app and buy Bitcoin right. and sell Bitcoin. Like you fucking couldn't do that back in the day. Like you had to go find somebody right. to cash your Bitcoin out. And then there was like all these sketchy, like online Russian services you had to go through to buy Bitcoin. Like it just yeah. wasn't like it is now. So mm-hmm. yeah. So a lot of it, most of it was Western Union at the end of the day. It was Western Union. Really? Yeah. It was like, it was the bulk of, of the, of the currency exchange I was getting. Yeah. So how did this shoulder surfer dude change change everything you were doing and change your business? Uh, he emailed me one day. Uh, he asked me to send him 2,000 cards um, on front. Which is outrageous. What's that, like by the 200 way. grand? Yeah, something like No, well, yeah, 2,000 cards. Yeah, it was something real ridiculous. It was just real ridiculous. And I was just like, and he, he kind of put it out there. He's like, listen, I got this guy. He didn't tell me any days. Like, I got this guy. He's trying to put something together. He's like, can you send me X amount of cards? I don't remember how, I think it was about 2,000 cards or something. He's like, I need, he's like, this is what I need. And he gave me a laundry list. And, and he, the dude's credible. Like, I know who he is. I know he makes money. I know, I know people personally that I've dealt with that he's made money in the past. So which like, is Milmo Man. That's, yeah, that's why Milmo I was Man. getting to Milmo Man. I was only yeah. saying Milmo Man because Milmo, Milmo Man basically introduced him to Shoulder Surfer. And that's when it kind of takes off. Mm, yeah. Okay. So I was like, I'm, I'm like, what do I got to lose? I mean, it, it doesn't really cost me anything to make these cards. Like it, there's no overhead right. on this. I mean, I can order five. You 000. own the machines now. Yeah, I own everything. I mean, by the way, how much did these machines cost you? The good one was about five grand. Okay, and it was a Fargo HDP five thousand. So you just have these big badass printers in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had a. Well, I had a uh, one bedroom was just all. It was all just just fraud. a print shop. Yeah, it was just a print shop. And then my 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 um my wife I was with at the time. We weren't married, but the, my girlfriend I was with at the time. We had a, our son uh, Nicholas. He was a baby, and I would have him in the room with me while I'm printing all these fucking credit cards. And like all the ones that would come out fucked up, I would leave in a pile on the floor, and he'd just be sitting in the middle of the floor playing with all these fucking, you know what I mean? All these half printed fucking credit cards and shit. It's like, oh my gosh, it's fucking whoa. Yeah, I'd find them all over the house because he'd run off with them. You know what, what great, I mean? I'd find I'd find memory. credit cards in the fucking in the <laughs> couch underneath memory. the bed. <laughs> like, what a great memory! So sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'd stash credit cards all over the house, and I'd have to find them <laughs> and fucking shred them. <laughs> a little shit. Oh fuck! Yeah. Your kid showing up to daycare with credit cards and falling <laughs> out of his diaper. What does daddy do for let me make these? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was funny. Oh, um, Melmo man. Melo Man plugged me in. Two hundred thousand no, credit no. cards. Well, s- shoulder surfer. Shoulder surfer. Uh, two thousand cards, roughly. I don't remember what the exact number was. I think it was around about there. Okay, yeah, it was about there. And um, so that you were you were doing really good after that. After that, whoever he plugged me in with, that was it. I was there. I was. I. I was. I didn't sell to anybody else after that. I only sold to him. I didn't have to deal with anybody else. Like I just. I pretty much just ignored mm. everybody else, and I only dealt with him because he was doing. I think like a hundred orders a month. I think after it got, got like really big. Yeah, I think he was doing. I think about a hundred orders a month after his fourth order. It was every other day. He wanted he wanted a hundred cards. Jeez, dude! Yeah, every two or three days. And you were physically doing all this. Yeah, everything myself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I had no co-defendants. I had nobody in on it with me. I had nobody. You know, it was just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just me. What about what about security? What about the the like you remember you were going you were said you were going through these different security, the socket servers or and 
Oh, you're just talking about like the VPN and the Sox proxy right. and all that shit like that. Yeah, just to hide my anonymity online. And yeah, like how did the how, how did the secret how does the secret service? I mean, once they got involved and they knew what U.S. Plastico was and they come, came looking for you, how do they not track you down? Because they track me down in a second if I fucking yeah. to do that. They, they, <laughs> no, be, well, I mean, I wasn't dumb. I wasn't yeah. using my home IP address to right, do any right. of this shit. I mean, right. You know, that's just ignoramus. But you know, how does that work? I'm saying you go to... You, well, yeah, you download uh, what's called a virtual private network, a VPN. Uh, it's usually a, just a service provider that um, uh, hosts your hosts a, uh, like an IP address wherever you want. And then you've got something like a, a Sox Proxy 3 and 4, which... Um, you know, just jump your they they plug your IP address into to different servers and it makes it a little bit harder for yeah. And this kind of stuff, what you're talking about, this at that time in the two thousand like the early two thousand early two thousands, yeah. that is like advanced. Yeah, like yeah. For oh wait, he's, he's imagine him telling me all this in prison. I don't fucking have a clue what <laughs> any of this this is at all. So there's something called a bin number, um, which is called a bank identification number, and the first six digits of any credit card or or any credit card or any debit card um, will tell you what bank issued it. So when you get these dumps in, um, mm-hmm. you you I had a, a directory where I could look up the bin. And are we recording? Still? Yeah, we're, yeah, okay. we never stopped recording. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the bin number, the first six digits of a card, tells you what bank issues that card. Now, after a while, after just doing it, it's hit or miss. But then you kind of figure out which bins work good in what areas mm. because that's what it really comes down to at the end of the day it boils down to <clears throat> what region the cards what regions the bins come from and what regions the bins are being used in mm. you know what i mean because now they there it's all it all gets flagged automatically like they've got software now and that's just automatically you know flags like say i'm i'm from my 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 it, it's all done by zip code now like yeah. say my mine's 85932 is my zip code and it's being used in uh, 85936 or something that's way outside of your zip code the bank will automatically decline your shit and okay. shut it down you know what i mean then you got to call the bank or whatever so right you know but yeah you figure out which bins work and it's it's just luck it's it's either luck or you know so what were you talking? We're just we were just talking about the VPNs, and you were using VPNs to sure. Yeah, I was using s- VPNs, and I was using a, a Sox proxy on top of the VPN. And do you think yeah. those those proxies and the VPNs you were using? Do you think that's the reason why you were able to stay out of trouble for so long? Yeah, I mean, I, I flew under the radar for well, not well, not. I don't think it was only that. It was because because you seemed like you were pretty like I was crazy. My, <sighs> you didn't. I mean, you seemed like you were just kind of like a little bit reckless. You didn't seem like the kind of guy who would be actively. Using VP, you know, using all this high tech shit to mm-hmm. stay under the radar and make sure and cross all your T's and dot all your, dot all your I's. You yeah. sounded like you were a little bit reckless too. My brother um, is really the one that that got me to be like, you know what? Always be paranoid. He told me, mm. always be paranoid. He's like, always have a contingency plan. Always, ha- always be paranoid, and always act as if you're being watched. You know what I mean? And he's the one that kind of taught me about my digital, your digital footprint. And I, that's how I learned about IP addresses and, you know what I mean, ISPs and, and, and DSNs and all that shit. Like, I had no clue. I was clueless before, you know. And fraud is what really, like, got me into learning about all the uh, yeah. IT. Yeah. 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 They were both carding. I mean, his brother's been caught. His brother's been fucking chased. His brother was yeah. on the run. His my brother, my, my brother is, is, is an absolute genius. He is. Yeah. Like, I know I'm smart, but there's a difference. There's, there's smart, like I'm able to figure shit out and I'm able to watch somebody do something and I can repeat it fast and quick. Like I'm a fast learner. Mm-hmm. My brother is, comes up with the original, he just comes up with the original ideas. Innovator. He's the innovator. 
he he just thinks outside of the box. He's just got this brilliance about him that allows him to just to come up with these ideas that that you would never even the angle that you would just never think of would be the first thing that he thinks of. Is this is the is the yeah. is his brilliance? Can, yeah. So we wrote the outline. I wrote the whole outline. After I wrote the outline, I started writing the whole book. He got out, and I wrote the whole book just with emails. Emails between me, uh, me and John, mm-hmm. and phone calls, and then of course he disappeared. Which I at the end of the book he disappears. I but, went back to prison. But what happened is this: um, what what I was going to say was when I put up, when I did the, I put po- I put up the um, I had a website while I was still in prison, and I put up the um, the story. So I actually put up his story on my website just prior to getting out of prison, maybe a year or two in, or a year or two before I got out. I put up the story and I had like photos and stuff on it. I had his brother's mugshot on it. His brother contacted me and was like, "Hey, um, you know, you know, um, shit. What, what's your brother's name? Christopher. Yeah, Christopher. Yeah, this is you know, Chris, Bo, uh, Chris Boziak. Yeah, I'm John's uh, John's brother. Uh, when people run my name, your story comes up and it's causing me major fucking problems. I need you to remove my story and or remove my uh, my name. And I went. So, of course, I'm emailing him back. And we're, we're all going through somebody, by the way. So I can't email him really directly. I'm actually emailing him through this chick named Joy that was helping me. So I email. I shoot one to her. She shoots one back. I shoot oh, one I didn't back. know that either. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that either. And we're going back and forth. And he starts saying, look, I need you to remove this, my name from it. And I went, okay, well, well I said, okay, I, I, that would make, I have to go through, rewrite the whole thing, have Joy. I got to pay to have this done. Joy's not... You know, people, this costs money and time. And I said, well, what are you going to do for me? And he's like, what do you mean? I go, well, I need some pictures. You know, your brother's disappeared. I said, I don't know where he is. I'm writing letters to the Freedom of Information Act. I'm trying to figure out where he is. Um, um, and, and I end up saying, I need, I need some photos, some childhood photos, some this. And I, I start asking him questions. He's like, well, he goes, well, I got those photos, but that would require me to deal with my mother, which I'm unwilling to do. he didn't want to go there he said he had to go to your mom's he had to go in the basement Mm. he had to dig out the or whatever he had to dig out the files or he goes yeah yeah, i don't want to have to deal with her i don't want to have to explain the whole situation i don't want to do do that and i went okay well then i'm not taking your name off the thing well it's causing me major problems i said well bro there's multiple articles out there on you being arrested for credit card fraud so don't tell me that my story is upsetting is causing you problems when there's multiple you've got multiple arrests You've been in prison in multiple multiple states. You got multiple articles about you being arrested for credit card fraud. So my story is not affecting you. The problem is my story tells the entire cohesive story, as opposed to a random article here and there. And I'm sure he didn't like that. And my I had, I had the photograph. Photographs public records. So we go back and forth, back and forth. And he basically was unwilling to do anything other than to say, "Take this down." No, I'm not going to fucking take it down. I, I'll change it. I'll alter it. I'll use a different name, but. Give me something. Make it worth my while in some way. He wouldn't do it. So, I, so anyway, that's why when you br- mentioned your brother, I just, re- I yeah. just remembered thinking, oh, yeah, that's and, right. And up until this point, me and my brother have been pretty tight. Like Where's we, your brother now? Uh, I believe he's in Texas. He lives in Texas. Okay, and he don't, you don't talk to him? No. I, this, up until this point, me and my brother have been really close. Like, we grew up together, you know, obviously. And, um, you know, when I was in prison, he was, like, the only one that was there for me, sending me money and, like, taking care of me and shit. Mm. And now he won't even speak to me. Why won't he speak to you? Well, obviously he's pretty upset about the 
him, me involving him in this whole the book and and all that. And which man, I I get it, dude. I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. You know, you're trying to live the straight and narrow, and you're trying to. Mm. And I believe I don't think he even told his wife. Doesn't even know. I don't think she really knew like everything. You know what I mean? Like I kind of think he may might have minimized or whatever when he was you know explaining everything to his wife. And I kind of just peeled open a whole fucking can of worms. Yeah, you know what I mean. I get it, and and I'm not even like I'm I'm kind of hurt by it, but at the same time, dude, I get it. We're adults, and you know, mm-hmm. you guys got to live his life. So, so if your brother was the genius and your brother was the innovator behind all this stuff, why did so? Did you rise higher in the ranks than he did, or did you accomplish more, mm-hmm. make more than he did, or was he? You know, for him, it was never about that. He wasn't like I. I he was just fucking around with it mm-hmm. as a joke, carding. I know that's you know, whatever, but he was just fucking around. I got fucking obsessed with it, and I made it, you know what I mean, my 24-7, 365. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was never really about, like, I, you know, went further than him or whatever, because once he got once he got busted, um, once me and him got chased out of a, a fucking Walmart for trying to get a laptop, I got away. He got caught. Really? And I feel that I feel fucking horrible about it because I woke him up. Explain that. I, explain explain I'm like, that. I'm laughing about it. I'll, you feel horrible and I'm thinking I'm thinking cuz this is what started like my brother's downward trajectory. Okay. You know what I mean? It was like I First of all, he was cuz he was living with me in Coral Springs. And I remember waking him up this day. I remember this day distinctly. I woke him up out of a dead fucking sleep to yeah. go commit credit card fraud. <laughs> cuz I wanted to go out and and, and steal. You know what I mean? So I wake him up. I, we, I make him go to Walmart with me to fucking card a laptop because I think I think because he he had the ID for the card. So it, you know what I mean? He had to be the one to do it. You know what I mean? So we get there, we get back there, we get the laptop, we get to the counter. The dude looks at the card, swipes it, looks at the ID, picks up the phone. We got a code red back here at Electronics. I immediately knew what fucking time it was. So I kind of just do an about face and I slowly start walking towards the front door. I look back, my brother's still standing at the counter. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, man, just fucking walk away, walk away, walk away. So I get to the front door, the automatic doors in Walmart. They slide open. Here comes my brother just blowing past me with two dudes chasing him. Just a fucking full out. And do- it- the, the look of sheer fucking terror on his face as he was going through them fucking doors in Walmart and the two fucking dudes are chasing him. I'll never forget the look on that kid's face. And that, that's when it hit me in my stomach. I was like, I fucked up. And then one dude tries to grab my shirt. I luckily, I, I did some kind of spin move and slapped his hand away and, and booked it out of the parking lot. And I got away. And I went and hid in the fucking woods. And he, he went to jail, got arrested. You know Damn. what I mean? Yeah, I felt bad. Apparently, his, one of his flip-flaps fucking blew out on him halfway across the parking lot. And they got his ass. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And I felt so horrible for this. You know, but I stayed up all night. I didn't sleep, you know, tracking him, seeing what jail he was going to. I, I watched him go from city to county, and then I was on it. You know what I mean? I was. I didn't sleep the whole night. I was As soon as the fucking bail bondsman's opened in the morning, I got him a bail bondsman. He called me after his first court appearance. He's like, oh, I got a bond, blah, blah, blah. I was like, listen, I already got a bondsman on the way up there to get you. You know what I mean? Just sit tight. And I, I bonded him out. I did the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, two or three weeks later, the bail bondsman calls me. And he's like, oh, you can come pick up your money. They dropped they drop the charges or some shit. Yeah, something weird happened in the court. I don't know if it was a clerical error or what happened, but they just they weren't they just weren't going to prosecute it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I got my bond money back. Wow. So, so we're thinking it's all good. My brother's like, oh, I skated on that one. I was like, yeah, you got lucky. Well, about um, mm, two or three weeks later, we get a knock on the door early in the morning. And it was one of those. 
So you, I knew it was the police because the police only fucking knock one way mm-hmm. at fucking seven o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Nobody else is beating on my door like that. So I opened up the door. It's Coral Springs police. There, you know, it's Christopher Boziak here, and he was in the room sleep, but he had his he had his, he had his room door closed. And I was like, no, he's not here. He's uh, he's in the cop. He's like, well, where do you, where is he? I was like, uh, he went to Michigan. He took off and went to Michigan yesterday. And the cop's like, uh, do you have any ID? So I went and got my ID, gave it to him just so he could make sure that I wasn't Christopher. And he said, um, oh, well, well, good thing he's, he did take off because he's got a warrant out for his arrest. And I was like, and I told the cop, I was like, I got my bond money back from that. He's like, yeah, well, the, somebody picked up the, the case and they're, they're, he hit, so he could get a warrant out for his arrest. So I went and woke him up like, dude, you know, fucking police were just here looking for you. He's like, oh, man, that was almost my freedom. And uh, he took off that night and went to Michigan. And uh, he got caught up in Michigan, like, I think two weeks later at a, at a Target. And that's when the whole thing unfolded. So then he he got he got jailed up there, and then he had to get extradited back down to Florida and the whole thing. So after that whole thing happened with him, he, he, was, he was done. Like, that was the end of it for him. Like, once he got caught, you know what I mean, Coral Springs and went to Michigan and went through that whole fucking shit, mm-hmm. I think after that he was done. Like, he was like, you know what, I'm going to go to college, I'm going to get a degree, I'm going to, you know, do what I got to do. So he was out of the life of crime and pretty much away from me at that time. Like mm-hmm. after that, he, we went our separate ways. Like he took off and, you know, went and did his thing. And then I, I made carding my life after that. But yeah. Did you see the Wikipedia page on him? My Wikipedia page? Yeah. There's a Wikipedia. I don't think page. I did. did yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll show, I'll send it to you. Send it to, we can pull it up and show yeah, it. I'm doing the, big things. I got my own Wikipedia page. That's pretty legit. <laughs> did you make, did you, did you, did you make it? Uh, this is the mastermind. This is you my, this is my, my, my PR. Oh. This is my PR oh. right here. <laughs> no, this is my publicist. Who set okay? it up? Um, no, uh, uh, I mean, Wikipedia. What do you mean? Wikipedia is, Wikipedia is uh, user, is, is listen, the user. Yeah, you got to go through. There's a whole process you got to go through. Like it has to get generated. verified and yeah. they got, you got to send in documents and they got to yeah. verify and yeah, they got to make sure it's legit. I'm trying to get that blue check on Instagram right now. Ooh. Then I'm really fucking doing things. So after you got your brother, you and your brother split ways, what, what did you do? Like what you, did you I like just shift continued it, on, shift man. into a higher I gear and start going it into hardcore? High gear. Yeah. I made it my business. My, I, I just, every day I'd wake up and that's all I thought and, about. And this is the point where you're making like getting these $200,000 orders every no, week at from... this point I'm not really doing shit when me, when me and my brother separated I really wasn't doing much at this time like I was mm-hmm. making money yeah. and I was making cards and I was doing alright but my, my operation was still pretty low tech okay. and okay. then me and Chris went our separate ways and that's when I was like okay I need to get better right. equipment I need to figure <clears throat> out you know and you had all the VPNs you were staying under the radar yeah, yeah. you were being extremely smart yeah. about not getting caught yeah um, at what point did you hit a level to where you're like starting to get worried? So when I started doing a hundred orders a month, I was going to say secret service showed up. Well, I mean, that was, uh, I was quite a few times. I, you know, I would go to grab a package. I'd be at uh, <laughs> my, my, my Dropbox store to, to go pick up a package. And I somehow would you, they would be in there looking for me or something. I would be like coming in or going out and I'd be like, and then another time I was at, um, I think I was at a, a, like a Borders bookstore or something like that mm-hmm. using uh, their VPN. And I, one of my VPNs had failed on me. Like I thought I was being protected and I wasn't. And so, so I you think, would be using public Wi-Fi? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Public Wi-Fi with a VPN, with a socks, you know what I mean? Shit. With a, I was, and I was using Russian proxies. Like I was doing Russian sites where they would just list all these proxies and this is back in the day, so you would have to you would have to get all these proxies, and then you'd have to run them through a checker one by one 
to make sure if they see if they were valid because there was only like there's only certain windows mm-hmm. that these these VPNs that these proxies were valid for and then they would be no longer valid because they, the IP addresses would cycle and everything would get right, changed right you know so yeah, it was like I had to go through and you know use all the these checkers and and manually input the 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 IP address so yeah my VPN ended up failing on me and I didn't know it and I think I was out of Borders books and this is the Borders books I kept using and this is my mistake I, I just got comfortable. You know, I kept going to the same place. I mean, they had these big comfy chairs, and I had my own little corner back away from everybody. You know what I mean? This is my fucking, this is my fraud corner. This, this mm-hmm. is my, this is what I do. I go here, I sit. Fraud I, corner, I like that. Yeah, it's my little fraud corner. So yeah. I, this is this is my spot. Yeah. VPN failed on me. Um, and yeah, they just got hip to me, and I they tried to come to Borders. I think they walked into Borders one day. The same, was it Secret Service agent? Secret Service. Yeah, the yeah. same Secret Service agent that I had seen um, at my drop box place how do you know he was secret service well you can always tell how they got the they got the high and tight they wear the fucking uh the cargo they wear the cargo pants the tan cargo pants with the tucked in polo with the tucked in polo with the fucking uh uh the bed the the, what do they call those the Uh, lanyard the lanyard right the lanyard with the everyone if you google google image fucking what they all look the same Really? They all look the same. Yeah. What's on the lanyard? What's hanging off, off the lanyard? The uh, Secret Service badge. They, they wear the badge like and they tuck it in. But they pull it out when they, you know what I mean? And and they have it ready for when yeah, they confront exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could, I could smell police. See police a mile away. You can always tell when somebody's police. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're when you're doing fraud and you and that's what you're watching for. Were you like? Did you? Know? I didn't know he was Secret Service. Okay, you didn't know he was Secret obviously. Service. Obviously, I didn't know he was Secret Service until I seen him come into Borders because the only people that got pulled with IP addresses and and with that kind of that kind of organization to be on you like that would be Secret Service because FBI well FBI and Secret Service, but FBI doesn't deal with that kinds of things. Okay, Secret Service. Does. Secret Service they deal with all financial and crimes, you saw all this counterfeiting. Shady looking dude who looked like a cop, and what did you like? He carried himself like the cop. He was dressed like a cop. He I didn't. And so that when made I was you super suspicious, right? So I had went to my my I had went to my um, I had something called like an HQ. So I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's uh it's like a a virtual office where okay yeah, yeah. you can they 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 can do ver- uh, employment verification. You can have packages shipped there. They could you mm-hmm. know do mail. They answer phones mm-hmm. for you. So I had one of those. Um, and I was running you know packages out of there or whatever like that. So I had seen I was going to pick up a package one day and I uh, I had seen I was I think I was coming out of an elevator and I had seen those they walking into the to the office. The, the the police, I'm like, man, this something, something just hit me in the gut and something just did not feel right at all. At all. And there's courier guys, there's couriers that run in and out of the building to, to pick up packages or whatever like that. So I had paid one of the couriers to go and grab my packages for me at my HQ. Mm. Okay? And I had went and sat in the parking lot. So when, when my courier comes out with my packages, sure enough, the bobo-looking motherfucker and the, and the dude that was with him, grab him. No. Yeah. And that's when I knew right then and there that, that something was wrong. But I didn't know it was my VPN. You know what I mean? I thought it was, I thought that they, maybe it was just, so, I, I didn't know how or why. He, sorry. At that point in time. You know, there's a, um, I was just thinking about, uh, I, the, the, uh, the FOIA that what's her name has to get. That, that what's her name. So, so there's a possibly, let's just say, doc, the doc. Yeah, I'm working on a little something yeah, right that, now. Yeah. Wait, a a I got a little something cooking, maybe. Yeah, docu- there's a documentary, right? There's a documentary producer that 
is going through the whole thing and she just got uh, freedom of information freedom of information act like i got a bunch of stuff but keep in mind i can only get so much and she's like a um you know she's a investigative journalist right yeah. so she just got like a fucking ton of documents in and like i've been talking to her and she sent me a thing the other day she's like they just mailed them to me they said it was too big to fucking email or something and yeah. we were talking about that earlier he was like that doesn't even make sense but they had to like, maybe they're sending it to her on a thumbnail or so, a thumb drive or something i don't know but they're mailing it i was just wondering like i it's wonder gonna what's gonna come up yeah. what's gonna come up it's gonna be interesting because like i got a ton of documents right like i got a ton of stuff that sh- was showed up as i was ordering the documents that are showing up verifying this is true this is true I'm dying to know. And I sent it to her. She was like, "That's this is amazing. I'm wondering what additional stuff she came up with. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I get a movie about you, John? A documentary. I, well, I hope so, yeah. hope so. Yeah. Well, they got to sell it first. They yeah. gotta, they're going to, like, Netflix or somebody. But oh, wow. They already make... They already, this, I was going to ask you that. I'm like, is there already a movie made about you? No. We're working on it. We're trying to get a deal made. The, yeah. the chick already... They make documentaries for netflix they actually are making one right now for netflix i think they just sold something to netflix yeah, yeah. well they, i yeah for sure they sold it because yeah. they were they're down here um what shooting it mm-hmm. is it here you know what's funny uh, like she told me sarasota but then she I wants to meet you and anyway she's in florida they're in florida okay. right now and they're supposed to meet with him um but i was just wondering about that when you said that i thought Fuck, Freedom of information. I'm it's, it, it's interesting to see because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes like, I don't know how they knew what or when or when to be where when, obviously, you know, because I'm not I'm not on their team. Right. So when you get all the Freedom of Information Act shit, it all it's all in there. Like all the reports, all the documents, everything's in there. Yeah. So yeah I, every every interaction, every interaction, any piece of paper that's attached to my name that has report. anything to do with any of these cases. There's there's paperwork on and all of that can be released through Freedom of Information. And keep in mind, I could so, get yeah. everything. Yeah. First of all, he was gone. He left before, way before me. Yeah. How many years? You said it today. You said it's been five years. Yeah, it's been five years since I've seen you. But when? But you left. I got out in 2015. Oh yeah, fuck. I got in 2019. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm saying I was just thinking like it was it was funny all the different things that like when his brother's police report when his brother got arrested like I have the whole police report so I know like he used the car you know why his brother got caught why when he was when he went up he so he goes back he goes back up to Michigan and starts carting again. Who does? His brother? His brother. Yeah. Remember, he went on the run. He went, But he starts carding again in Michigan. He had got caught, got released in Florida, and then goes back up there, starts yeah. carding again. Um, and then when he was carding, he uses a card. So he uses a card, buys something, like fucking for like, he ran it up for four or five grand. I think I actually have. Was it that much? Yeah, I actually have the, um, well, not not just at Target. It was over the, throughout the day. On the same card? Yeah, same card. Okay, okay, it was okay, yeah, yeah. because I actually have from the bank. Where it's like whatever thirty nine hundred or forty two hundred whatever like around four grand hmm. he ran up this card well here's the funny thing so the card so he gets the, the stuff and he leaves well the woman gets notified by the by the, the bank, bank yeah. saying hey your car's been run up yeah. or whatever she then she goes okay well oh gosh this is all around here this target is right up the street. She calls the target and they're like, yeah, I know. Oh, okay, yeah. And she's like, okay, well, she talks to them and they're like, yeah, there's nothing we can do. She calls, they call the police. They go, yeah, just fill out the police report. And she goes, no, no, it's right down the street. They have surveillance cameras. I want you to go down there and look at the, she throws such a fucking stink. She makes the police do their job. It was a Karen. They actually. Yeah, it was definitely it was a, Karen. a Karen. 
they actually get up, they drive down there, they get, they look on the surveillance photos, they actually get the name because his brother used like a, his brother used his own ID with the, the strip and they actually get his brother's ID. They look in the phone book, find out where he lives, mm. go there, open the door, it's fucking swag everywhere. They open the door and fucking, it's him. He's, the cop just saw him on the, just swag, you know, stolen merchant, whatever. It's all. It's, it's an all, older term. I've never heard. It's a that. boomer term. Never heard swag. I mean, I know it's swag. Swag. It's is, a boomer term. <clears throat> not in that context. So it's it's basically it, oh there's all his places filled with fucking with uh with stolen stuff or whatever uh, stuff piles on. of fucking gift cards. Yeah, just t- and geez. he arrests him right there. But I mean, it was the victim wasn't willing to just roll over and go, okay. Yeah. She was like, oh, no, She no. put up a stink. You go down yeah. there. You yeah. look on the surveillance photo. And that's the article. There's a huge article that was written up about his brother. Wow. You know, talking about it. They make it sound like it's like a big deal and stuff. It's like, yeah. it's a five, it's four or five grand. But So anyway, I was, I'm sorry. So I was that's just, when your brother first got busted. Right. No, second time. That was after me and him got ran out of Walmart. Oh, that was yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had that police report. Like I had the police report of the interviews, of the screenshots, of the cards, mm. of the ev- all everything. So I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you know I I kept getting in, and then like the time you almost got caught, um, in, uh, buying a gun in the uh, like he ne- there's there were I was getting documents in the stories that he never even Tampa. told me. Yeah, here in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. He, he like he didn't even tell me. Like literally, I'm reading this po- this. Hillsborough County Sheriff's report, and I'm reading the report, going, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I had a, I had a warrant out for my arrest, a federal warrant out for my arrest, but and didn't I didn't know. And I'm at a gun store, and I'm trying to buy, I'm trying to purchase a fucking firearm, and they they're doing the background check on me. The police are on their way up there to arrest me, and I just finally get sick of fucking waiting around. I'm like, you know what? I'm over it, and I leave. And it, I, I ten minutes after I leave, five minutes after I leave, yeah. the sheriff show up to arrest me. Yeah, yeah, and they call him. Yeah. Like, you understand? I was in prison when I got this report, and I completely forgot about this whole this yeah. whole thing. And I was on the phone calling, and I'm like, "Hey, bro, I got a report in," and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." They, well, I, well, I, you know, I, I left. They wouldn't give me the thing, and that, uh, and I was wondering why they were acting weird. After after they like after I gave him my information, I ran my information. The dude was acting fucking kind of strange behind the counter because I guess he knew the police were coming to arrest me. Mm. You know what I mean? So that I, so something just didn't sit right. Yeah. I looked at my wife and I was like, "No, we got to get the fuck out of here." You the, know, the, something's what, fucking something's weird. The cop even wrote up the phone call when he called him. He's like, "Hey, is this John Bozio?" He was, "Nah, man, my name's Jay or whatever you said." He said, "Like my name's Tom or whatever." Brian, yeah. right? Yeah. He's like, "Nah, you got the wrong number. Wrong number, but this isn't." He hangs up on him. But the cop writes up the whole thing. And so I tell him that. I'm like, you never told me that yeah, story. He's like, yeah, I remember. Wild. That's right. I mean, there was all these things that were coming We were talking in. about this earlier. I was like, and years later when I got busted, I got I got arrested. I got I was in Hillsborough County Jail, um, and but I was a federal. I was on a federal hold. So federal inmates don't get held at Hillsborough. They get shipped out to Pinellas, and they hold all the federal inmates at, uh, at Pinellas. Well, they did. Then, I mean, they had a contract. I'm not sure if they do anymore, but um, the, the the dude who cop that came to pick me up from Hillsborough to transfer me from Pinellas was the same one that came to arrest me at the gun shop. And he's like, you know, I was I, I got there 10 minutes after you left. I was coming to arrest you. Yeah, the sheriff's deputy got there first. Yeah. That's the report I got. Okay. But he's saying that the Secret Service, they, they uh, also showed I think up. he was, yeah, he was like a U.S. Marshal or something like that or something. Yeah, I don't remember who was transferring me, but he was like, I'm, I was the one that came to, I was, came to arrest you. <laughs> but I barely, I just barely missed you. And he's like, I went to whatever address you put on your, on the uh, application I filled out for the background checker, like the, to, the gun form or whatever. And he's like, yeah, it was just like a vacant apartment or something. 
And I was hmm. like, yeah, it's, I have a habit of not ever putting where I live or any proper information on anything. And it's, it's, it's hurting me now because now I'm like a legitimate like citizen of, you know, in society and I'm trying to like function properly. And it's like, I've got all these habits where I just mm. don't put down wrong phone numbers for shit. I don't ever give my address out where I live. I don't have my, mm. my driver's license registered to the address, my physical home address. I don't put any utilities in my name. I just, yeah. Cause I'm used to living life on the lamb, you know, yeah. I used to fucking always having warrants or, you know, a paranoid life. Somebody chasing me for child support or some shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I got a couple of those. Uh, I've been ducking those for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, So, yeah, you know, and those habits now are are really, they're hard for me to to get out of. How long has it been since you got out? Five years. Five years. Yeah, I've been out five years. All right. So at what point, at some point between, from when you first started noticing the Secret Service agents hovering around you, you figured out who they were. They were getting close. They're getting close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now yeah. you must be getting like way more paranoid because these way fucking guys are on you. Yeah. Like they know who you are. Yeah. They're, they're trying to find. They, they know what's going on online. They know how to fucking. They know that the tech, the technology of the VPNs and yeah. and whatever. They know what you're doing on the forums, the buying and selling of stuff. Yeah. I think at this point they knew who I was and what I was doing. They just didn't know who I was. They didn't know you looked like. They didn't know like yeah. They didn't know my. They didn't know who I was. Right, yeah. they, but you, how many did you have? A bunch of fake identities. Oh yeah, I mean, I could print, I could print driver's licenses. Right, and I had access to hundreds of thousands of people's information. At any given point in time, I could buy. I mean, I had contacts. I could, I, I could call somebody and be like, "Listen, I need five hundred first name, last name, birth, t- I'm sorry, first name, last name, date of birth, and social security number." So Matt Cox, you were basically like the beta version of John Boziak. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Cox was the he's the analog version. The analog yeah, version. Matt yeah. Cox was the, doing everything analog. He was actually going to homeless people and 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 <laughs> acting like he had a survey and having them you know write their information Listen, down. I'm, you I'm know on what I mean? Ground. I'm he's like soul, the dial up. He's like dial-up. He's the dial up version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boots on the ground. Wow. That's fucking. Yeah, I'm going in the. I'm actually yeah, going in the bank, yeah. filling out paperwork. Yeah. yeah. Getting it out in cash. He's yeah. filling it out online. Yeah. He's having it transferred yeah. here. So at any given time, I could get, I could be anybody I wanted to be because right. I could just make the driver's license. And even if I didn't, I know how to steal identities. So I could just go to a, I could, you know, get, I can get anybody's birth certificate. All I need is your first name, your date of birth, and your social security number. And I can get your background check. Mm-hmm. I can pull your credit file. Once I do those two things, I can get your birth certificate. Once I get your birth certificate, I can go straight to the DMV and I can get a driver's license in your name mm-hmm. with your birth certificate. So now I'm 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 whoever I want to be. Right. And I in and that's, you know, that's relatively easy. That's peanuts. Does he know about what you what you had to go through to get people's identities? Oh yeah, yeah. And you know what? Getting homeless oh. people's social security numbers. He loves to do this. He loves He loves he's like What do you think about What do you think about what he was doing? Cuz he was going finding homeless people saying that he needed to fill out <laughs> they needed to fill out surveys to get their social security numbers like what? Matt Matt what? Matt's a megalomaniac. <laughs> That's what enabled Matt to do the things that he did. Plain and simple. He's a narcissistic megalomaniac that he just, you know, you know, that little governor that people have inside of them that tells them not to do certain things or not to talk to people a certain way. Matt doesn't have that. Yeah. He doesn't have that governor. He doesn't have that filter. I'm all better now, though. No, I mean, but what do you think about like the the actual process that he had to go through? I, I wouldn't. To steal people's identities. I couldn't. I would never do that. 
If that's what I had to do, it I seems would just, like so much work compared if, to what you were. Are doing. Are you kidding me? There's no way. There's no way. I would. There's no way. I would never in a million years ever do something like that. I would break. In, I would you know do a, a commercial burglary and get into a fucking file system or something like that before I even thought to do something like that. Well, I have mm-hmm. to do a survey. You just walk around the pad. You just hey, excuse me, I'm taking you know. And you're just, I'm walking through what the park, say? and you get twenty dollar bill. You say I got. I I'm t- doing surveys. I give you twenty dollars. We're trying to figure out where we want to put the next. Uh, we say American Cross. Or no, right? uh, next. How, uh, how, how do I go? Homeless, just homeless. You can say homeless facility, but yeah, basically yeah, yeah, Salvation yeah. Army. Yeah, we're for the Salvation Army. I had a badge. And I'd ask him, I said, how many people actually gave you the real information? He said, all of them. All of them. Almost. I literally, Almost I'll bet them, you, yeah. I'll bet you maybe, maybe one or two people gave me something bad. Almost never. And even but, then, like I had one guy who gave me, he, his, his, his uh, date of birth he gave me was off. Like he switched, like he thought he was going to he was going to fool me. And I'm going to change my date of birth. It doesn't matter when we pulled the credit, the real date of birth showed up. But that's, yeah. that's a super yeah. inefficient way of stealing somebody's identity. Well, it's actually compared smart. to what you were doing. Well, it's actually smart because these people are fucking homeless junkie drug addicts. Yeah, they're right. not going to show up. It they're, was creative. Let's say they're let's not going to show yeah. up and say, "Hey, oh, they're, he they're told never going to show up to court. They're not going to know if somebody's doing anything with their name or anything like that because they're they're fucking crazy and homeless." Yeah, the bank's not going to yeah, call them yeah, and say, yeah, "Hey, yeah. somebody's using your credit card." It's have, more work, right. and yeah. it's less efficient than what I was doing. I mean, obviously, but my my work, I more money though. I'm borrowing a million dollars in this guy. A different scam, though. Yeah, completely different. You know, I yeah, wasn't yeah. I, when I stole people's identities. I wasn't you doing it to, to for any kind of financial gain. Like I wasn't using their name to build a credit report or take loans out or go into a bank or anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. I was just using it so that. And when I went to go do my dirt, that people didn't know who I was. Like, say I was going to open a UPS store, box at a UPS store. That's when I would make an identity, or I was going to do like an HQ. You know, like the virtual office or whatever. You're doing it to cover your tracks. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What about, what about eventually, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if you want me to help you along here. Oh, of okay. course, yes. So eventually you end up, you're in, you were, went to Rock Hill. Rock Hill, South Carolina? Yeah, where you get pinched, right? So That fucking backwater, hick-ass town, I should have never fucking. Where was so it? Rock, unbelievable, Rock, South man. Carolina? Rock Hill, South Carolina. Yes, South sir. Kakalaki. Yes, sir. Them fucking rednecks. Why up there. were you there? Unbelievable. The the girl I was with at the time, that's where she was from. She's from South Carolina. Her family's from there. And a little Southern Belle. Yeah. And for whatever reason we decided to leave Florida and take my son and go to South Carolina. I'm like, listen, I can do what I do anywhere. Right. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So, you know, we get up there and that, that was the nail in the coffin. Event that really? that was the nail in the coffin. That's what sent me to prison was was eventually was my decision, yeah. That was it. So how did that play out? Um, right. So when I, when you, when you send out, when I send out packages, um, I just go to and do a UPS store mm-hmm. and I, I, cause I preprint my labels. Mm-hmm. So I just go into a UPS store and I hand it to them and give them $5 and they scan it and they send it in the outgoing mail and it goes out, you know, which is cool because in South Florida, there's 10,000 fucking UPS stores. I mean, you literally put in your GPS right. and you get all day long. Yeah. They're everywhere. So I never have to go to the same one twice and I could do this for months and months and months and keep rotating. Well, where I was, there was two. UPS stores, and that was it. So I had to go to the same UPS store to send out my packages when I was sending them out. The same UPS store, same UPS store. So eventually, the old man um, that was running the UPS store, I didn't know at this time that they're all franchises. I mean, I know that. I knew that. that I didn't know that. So the, the old man that worked at the UPS store was the owner of the UPS store. And I was going there, you know, three, four times a week, sending shit out. And they're going all over the world. My shit's going to, you know, Europe, South America, 
the documentary chick, Caitlin, tracked yeah. him down. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's actually already tracked this, this guy. This chick is this thorough. Chick, oh, oh, she she's, don't fuck around. She, she listen. Yeah. She, she lives here in Florida? No. She's, no. she's from New York. Yeah, okay. she just happens to be here. But I'm saying, yeah, in, I just want to mention. We should have yeah. got her on this fucking oh, she, show. She's, listen. Cool, she um, worked for, yeah. who did she work for? Um, Time? Uh, no, you know, time. I don't what? know if she's no. specifically worked for them, but I know she's, she's, she has stuff uh, published with, like, People Magazine, no, I believe. People, no, right? she worked for, yeah. no, no, she did. She worked what, for People. Okay. Yeah, until just recently. She quit to go start her own she's thing. She's doing her own thing. She did now, for, like, yeah. five or ten years or something. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Really? She was an investigative journalist. But I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, but I just thought it was amazing because that's somebody she was like, oh, no, no. I already How did she find out about you? From Matt's story? From my story. Yeah, from Matt. She was investigating. Matt plugged me in. Donovan Donovan Davis. Mm-hmm. And so she went through. She was reading. She was reading this stuff on my website. Well, no, on the YouTube channel. And then on the YouTube channel, she came across Boziak's story. Yeah. Uh, bent. But um, so that was the, that's the first one I put up. So she came across the um, the narration on my story. It has twenty six thousand yeah, uh, views yes, uh, right now on YouTube. By the way, twenty six <laughs> twenty six thousand views on YouTube. By the way. So it's yeah. It's Put, putting up real numbers. So, um, yeah. So on my. On my uh, my channel, mm-hmm. she saw it and she read it and she contacted me and she goes, "Okay, who who's this guy?" And I was like, "Oh, it's this." this. And she's like, "Okay, well, at the end of the story, he disappears." And I went, "Oh, no, 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 no!" I said, "You, I, I said, let, you gotta you gotta get his book." I said, "There's a book you could." He, he shows up. I explain he he did disappear, but then I said he had actually gotten arrested and then did some time and got out. I said, "I've contacted." Him. She goes, "You you're in contact with him?" I was like, "Yeah." And she goes, oh, okay. She said, can I get do you? So you can put me in contact with him. I said, yeah, I can get you his number and everything. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. So, um, at that point, you weren't no, you weren't working for Tesla then. That, that you were at the end of the no, book. I, you were I was living in L.A. at this time. I had moved from right. San Francisco to L.A. Yeah. So I gave him her number because we talked when I was in the halfway house. So I still had his information. So I gave him his information she contacted him she came back to me she said will you be interviewed and i said yeah i'll be interviewed and she goes well do you have all the information on him i was like yeah why she was super stoked about it she's like this is great this is an amazing documentary because you know we didn't get into all the fucking times he got grabbed and handcuffed and yeah. we didn't get into all that but so how did you get busted in south carolina right yeah so pretty much the old man um was just a, a nosy old fuck you couldn't you know what i mean so he, i dropped the package off one day and he opened it and went through it and seen what I was sending out. And then he called the postmaster general and then the postmaster general contacted the secret service. He, did, he, he also keep yeah. in mind, he didn't, he's walking in all tattooed up. This is a little town. Oh, in you South. had the tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. This is a little t- town in South Carolina. He, th- he yeah. thought he was sipping yeah. drugs, driving a nice Cadillac. And yeah. Shit. yeah. He thought he's sipping drugs. Tell so. me the story about when you decided to get all the tattoos. Didn't you have to, you, oh, didn't you try to buy a uh, Rolex or something and you got, Oh yeah, yeah. So you got locked you in a closet or something mall. at the mall, the and then you like, have security. Yes, it, well, you know, like one of those little rooms, and they and then you climb through the ceiling to escape. Yeah, 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 through the drop ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Um, the tattoos was that before or after you got the tattoos? Uh, I, I've always had tattoos. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, started they, getting tattooed when I was we're young. What? The rock star? Yeah, rock star. That's that's over here. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, well, it's covered like, up now. It's covered up now. I can still see it though. I can yeah, see it. I know, I know. If you're looking for it, you can see yeah, it. Yeah. Um, what's like, about? Was that? What is that? The head, is the that headpiece? the dollar bill thing or the? It's the Illuminati, brother. When did you get that fucker? Uh, I just did my whole head last year. Damn. Yeah, I just started going really hard um, on the tattooing, but I've always had tattoos. Yeah, I've been. I I started getting tattooed extremely young. Um, 
probably 14 or 15, I think I got my first tattoo. And then I did my first tattoo when I was like 16 or Your 17. own first tattoo? Yeah. Like you well, tattooed yourself yeah, or you well, tattooed I, somebody else? I tattooed somebody else. Okay. And then it was just like an obsession after that. Yeah. Like tattooing and just like getting tattooed and doing tattoos and everything. Just tattooing in prison. Yeah. You yeah. were tattooing people in prison? Yeah. Yeah. With a fucking needle? Oh, shit. we were making like, tattoo machines in there, man. Yeah. Out of fucking, Whoa, we had little motors. Dude. We were taking out of shavers and they're burning fucking ink and making their making own our ink own ink. And... Yeah, yeah. I got into it, man. I mean, that's that's how I make all my money now. I'm full time tattoo artist really? now. Yeah, I would I walk. Need, by I need to fucking sell there. What's up? Yeah, yeah Matt would walk by. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> they got lookouts and you know, dude sitting in the chair watching for the police. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So I just I've always been obsessed with tattooing, and you know, ever since I was a kid, because I grew up. In a rough part of town, yeah. you know, with, you know, rough cats and everybody's okay. always tattooed. I got the impression from the story that you just got the tattoos so you could look. I started getting heavily tattooed later on. Because you thought, you feared you'd go to prison and you wanted to look, you wanted to have more tattoos. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's Matt's. Matt's spin on <laughs> Matt's it. Matt's sofa <laughs> psychiatry, I think. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> spin? Matt's you sofa had psychiatry. Said, you had said, fuck, I knew eventually I'm going to end up in prison. You had said that. Yeah, it was just like, you know, I, I'm not very, I'm not a very big guy. You know what I mean? I've always been small. And it's just like I wanted uh, – at you first I wanted – smaller to, then, too. You're bigger now. You When we met, you were – even in prison, you were thin. You were yeah, way small. thinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Probably weighed 135, 145 pounds <clears> when, <throat> when I met you. What do you weigh now? Uh, 160, 165. Oh, he was probably 135 when I met him. Yeah, 130. 5'7". 125, 130 going into prison. Going wow. to federal prison. Tiny, tiny little dude, yeah. So I was like, you know, I got to do something. You know what Better I mean? Better to have face tats. No. I didn't have any of this when I went to you prison. You didn't? No, no, nothing you on got my it all face, after. nothing on my head, nothing. I think I had... Yeah, you had the I neck. I had my sleeves. And you had def- definitely had the neck. And I had you my had the neck. neck. No, 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 I didn't have any of this. I no, just no, had no. the two sides. Just the sides, yeah. I had the two sides, and then I had... And I was sleeved up. And the, and the sleeves. Okay. Sure. And then when I got out, I was like, I'm not fucking getting a nine to five. I'm yeah. not doing it. So it's either going to be tattooing or I'm going back to prison. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just went ham. <laughs> I went fucking ham, and I just... I went, you know, I went crazy. Yeah. But, you know, it works for me. You know, yeah, it works it for me. And um, I make, I make, I make really good money right now tattooing, you know. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I have a friend who just got into it. She just started apprenticing at a tattoo place up in Tampa. She was a graphic designer, too. Okay. Yeah. She did graphic design. For oh, there's a lot of uh, graphic Luke, designers. Luke's tattoo wife. Artists. Yeah, Luke's wife. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, she just started apprenticing or, or yeah, apprenticing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been tattooing pretty solid for about 10 years, I think. Really? Yeah, about 10 years. Solid. That's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. So now it's just like that's my bread and butter. Now I mean, I get to wake up every single day. I have the best life ever. I get to wake up every day and do whatever I want to do. I get to wake up every day and just go to the gym and work out and eat breakfast and hang out. You know what I mean? And get on the computer and draw a little bit. Yeah. And schedule a couple tattoos and yeah. then go fuck around with a girl over here. You know what I mean? It's just whatever <laughs> I want to do. My day is mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not a fucking wage slave. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm lucky that I I figured out a way out of it. Do you own your own shop or what? Uh, How does I'm, that I'm work? working out of a private studio okay. right now. Yeah. Okay. So you like yep. you like rent a space or whatever. Yep. Okay. Well, yep. he uh, he just moved to to Arizona. He just moved to Arizona from L.A. Uh, I had to get the fuck out of L.A. Man, L.A. was everything closing dude, down. Huh? From COVID. L.A. is an absolute fucking shit show. That's what man. I hear from everybody. They're I killing cops to. out there. They're burning cop cars. They're fucking looting. They're rioting. They're protesting. Everything's fucking shut down. I mean, it's fucking $4 a gallon for gas. I was paying $2,100 a month to live in a fucking not even that nice of an apartment in Anaheim. 
Fucking Orange County. Why would you want to fucking live there, dude? It's, it's unlivable. Insane. California is unlivable. It's yeah, just the, not. The homeless are. It's done. It's, it's insane. You, I've yeah. never. Well, you know that because we talked. Yeah. When yeah. You were in LA. California is a, a democratic liberal fucking shit pool. Yeah. That's what it it's is. Fucking bad. needles and, and homeless people yeah. shitting all over the streets. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got you've got these fucking multimillionaires getting out of the Rolls Royces, stepping over three fucking homeless people to get into a restaurant to pay fucking, you know what I mean, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars for a steak dinner and a five hundred dollar martini. It's the whole thing is yeah. just fucking absolute insanity. I was it's saying absolute like, insanity in Florida. Yeah, and I lived in a, sorry that never happened. Matt. Never happened. I lived in fucking San Francisco for two and a half years. Isn't it worse there? Oh, it's worse. Yeah, San Francisco is way worse than L.A. I mean, me, they, they both have their yeah. own problems, but San Francisco mm-hmm. yeah. was in a San Francisco. Nightmare. Same thing downtown. I, I was in downtown L.A. and I've been in downtown San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. San Francisco downtown yeah. is worse. It's funny because there's so many beautiful parts of California too. Oh, like California's San a beautiful state. Yeah. Like California's uh, a like beautiful San Diego state. Yeah. and La Jolla. Is Shit, I so mean, nice I, I lived in. Um, like Orange County, like mm-hmm. so. When I lived in LA, and then I moved to Orange County, and I was living out by Huntington Beach. And Huntington Beach is amazing, it's fucking amazing. You go out there, you Huntington. hang out. Yep. You know, you got the beach, you got the mm-hmm. restaurants, you got the shops. Everything's cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then you got LA is just like a fucking dumpster, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bummer, dude. It's the tent cities, just the homeless, the homeless down there. It's just, it's it's off the charts, man. You mean everybody's it, leaving? Literally, mm-hmm. every building you walk into, you're accosted by a homeless person. Every gas station, every 7-Eleven, every place you go to, there's somebody literally covered in filth, half naked, screaming at nothing. And 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 you think I'm you think I'm 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 yeah, trying no, to be funny. I'm not. That's that's a, a, a physical description bro. of every fucking homeless person in Miami. Bro, you know what, you know what I, I mean? Do, do you know uh, um, soft white underbelly? Did you ever talk to him? Mark? Yeah, he's coming on the podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Love Mark. He's coming down here. Mark's sixty something years old and yeah. looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, soft white underbelly, dude. His channel is amazing. Oh, he's yeah. he's great. So you know where his uh, okay Skid Row in downtown uh, L.A. Street, yeah. That's where, studio his, he that's where his studio is. Oh so when you when he interviews people, you could I've I'd watched the interviews, right? Can you hear crazy you, shit going on? You can on? hear oh, crazy. Yeah. You can oh, hear yeah. like sirens and, and I was watching. Oh, that's constant. And yeah. I was sitting there looking at because you know, they're beautiful. The interviews are beautiful. They're amazing. They're, they're amazing. The photography's phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm watching and I hear the sirens and I go, "Wow, that's neat that he kind of he must he must put that in there." And then I got down there and did my thing, and I was like, "Dude, I oh, you down didn't there. put yeah. this shit in here. It's pretty rough. This down is there. this is ten feet outside the door. Two homeless guys screaming at each other. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. fifteen dude. feet. There's a fucking yeah. Yeah. police. Uh, he's got yeah. he's got an interview with this dude, this black dude who had his, his half of his face blown oh, off by a shotgun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, horrible, yeah I watched that horrible. interview. It's horrible. Bro. I watched that interview. And the dude's like actually, and he's homeless. He's homeless, but he's yeah. actually like got his shit together. He can actually, he's coherent. He's yeah. lucid. He can talk. About and he's like shit. a good dude. Yeah, he's like a good dude. He's like, man, I always try and help people out and fucking, you know what I mean, do right by people. And yeah, he's like horrible. missing half his fucking. It's fucking insane how that guy's yeah. still alive. He's done, he's done multiple interviews with that guy. I think. He? I think he's done one, and then he, he did one a long time ago with him, and then all of a sudden, like years later, he like did another one with him. Yeah, I may be wrong. I don't know. I'm just talking shit. I mean, just the the channel story. I don't know. He went to. uh, He went. Where where did he go? To um, somewhere in Tennessee, where he he interviewed this inbred family. Yeah, yeah. that's like one of his. I fucking just watched that. Oh, that's the dude. Okay, I've been watching his videos all week long, man. See how many hits that thing got. The one dude that just barks like a dog in the yes, background. He barks and he's like, hey, What happened to your brother? Where's your brother? And you, you That's all he does. And you're like, Oh my God. And you can tell the dude's up. like trying to communicate to him. He's understanding him, but he can only bark like a dog. That's it. And then he goes, he walks across the street and there's a fucking grave. 
they just buried they buried his brother yeah. right across the street from the house like yeah. in a empty oh, yeah. fucking field yeah it was wild, man. Hey, did you watch it, that one? It, it, did you no. watch? Oh, you got to check that one out. I, I watched. That's a good one. I literally like turned it on for like twenty seconds. I went, oh, I can't watch the this. Inbred family this. from fucking where were they at? Um, I think I thought it was it's somewhere the Midwest in, somewhere. I thought it was in somewhere in Tennessee. Was it? Oh, it was Tennessee. I thought maybe not. I don't know. Kentucky or Tennessee? Appalachia, so it was I don't Kentucky know. or Tennessee. That's maybe Appalachia would be Kentucky. Yeah. Well, you two. Well, I mean, you want to. The, you know, the, the, he got arrested in... Oh, sorry. sorry. We got, we we got, got on a tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get got back arrested. On we get back on track. That's all right, man. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just Anyways, hashing this dude, it out. This uh, fucking crazy old dude who worked at a UPS store. Yeah, he... He, he cut um, open your package, found your credit card. Yeah, he uh, contacted the Postmaster General. Postmaster General contacted the Secret Service. And then um, I got an email one day telling me I had a package waiting on me, which I did, actually. Um, I had you know stuff coming in and out. And uh, I get there, and I... I I walk up to the counter, and I'll give the old man points for this one. I'll give the old fucking bastard points for this one because I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. He was not even shook. Really? He played it cool as motherfucking cucumber. When I went up there, I signed for my package. It was just like normal. It was like an everyday, you know what I mean, transaction with him. And I'm pretty good. Like, I pick up on subtle things like that. I can tell if somebody's nervous. I can tell if something isn't right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when I deal with somebody on a regular basis. But no, nah, he played it cool. I'm going to walk out the door, and the door swings open. And I didn't see the dude's face. I just seen a badge because he had it on his belt. They were in, like, plain clothes. And he had a badge on his belt, and that's what I seen. And then I went to go walk out the door, and the other dude blocked the door. And I was like, fuck. And that's when it all just came. That's when it just came flooding. Like, my stomach fucking dropped. Like, I immediately, my armpits just started, like, turned on the faucets. You know what I mean? Like, the fucking nerves just started going crazy. And they were like, "Uh, Ryan Pearson. And I was like, yeah. And he said, uh, what do you say? He said, uh, um, we need to talk to you about what you've been sending out of here. And I, I, tried, I tried to play stupid at first, but he said Ryan Pearson, so I was like, okay, well, obviously he doesn't know who the fuck I am. And I tried to play it stupid at first, and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he gave me that look, and I was like, all right, all right. He's like, well, why don't you come in the back? He's like, come in the back, because there were people coming in out of the store, and she's like, why don't you come in the back and talk to us real quick? So I, I, I sat down, he's like, uh, they're like, so uh, what have you been sending out of here? Because he's like, we have your package you sent out of here. We know what you've been sending out of here. And then that's when literally the movie Blow flashed in my head. And I, I remember when he was sitting, and you, you've seen the movie Blow, obviously, oh, yeah, when course. he's sitting in the room, and, um, and, and he knew it was a setup at that time. He's like, he knew it, and he just sat back in his chair, and he was like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. And that's what I said. I said, I was like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. He's like, what's your name? I was like, you know, John Boziak. And then he's like, what you been sending out of here? I was like, credit cards. And he's like, all right. And then he's like, you know, I had to explain to him what I had been doing. And of course, I minimized every fucking thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I minimized the shit out of that situation. <laughs> I was like, okay. In my mind, I was like, what do they have? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What do they, what do they really have? Right. 500 cards? Probably. Okay. That's what they have. So I gave them, I, I, I was, I gave them what they what I kind of felt like I already knew they they thought they knew that I didn't know that they knew if that makes any sense mm-hmm. you know what I mean like yeah. I was trying to be slick with it and so I just told them I gave I fed them what they what I thought they were like okay they know I've been making cards so I'm going to tell them I've been making cards I'm not going to fucking tell them how long I've been doing it right. or how much I you know how many cards I've been doing it obviously I'm not going to just be like okay here it is I've been doing everything you know and I'm not going to obviously I'm not going to tell on myself um so I just, I gave him enough to set, that I felt like satisfied him. 
So I agree to, um, he gets on the phone with his supervisor. He's on the phone, he, on and off. He's got Blackberry. He's, he's, he's sending emails. <clears throat> he's making phone calls. I'm like, what year is it now? <clears throat> 2009. Okay. And, um, yeah, he's in the Did Blackberry. Crackberry. Yeah, the best Blackberries. Well, all the feds use Blackberries. Yeah, yeah. I think they still use iPhones. Them. Oh, do they? They're all, oh, yeah, iPhones, they're all okay. iPhones now. But yeah, they're back. Yeah, they used the black, black, Blackberries back in the day. So, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I agreed to. Um, I agreed to let them come to my uh, my home and search and um, seize all my equipment. Oh man, you so, should see the list of the seizure list. Like when I got it, it's yeah, like, it's multiple for the, for the freedom of information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it's on your indictment. No, no. It, yeah, it's on the indictment. It's on my indictment. Yeah. Where they list like. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, this Fargo or this thermal printer, this thermal printer, this MR, like multiple MRS, like it's like three or four laptops. I mean, it's just, it just goes on and on and on and on like, um, you know, hot foil, you know, press machine, but you know, it's like, like, why do you and need here's, three? Here's what fucking blew me away out of this whole situation is I, they didn't arrest me. I didn't go to jail. They fingerprinted me and took my picture out. They, t- they fingerprinted me in the back of the UPS store. Then they made me go out in front of the UPS store and they made me stand and they took my picture and they turned aside and they took my picture. And then they, they had a bunch of paperwork faxed to the UPS store and I signed all of it, letting them, okay, I give you permission to search my home. I give you permission to, you know, whatever. This is before we even went to my condo. They put me in the back of their car, drove me to my condo and they went in and they spent about four and a half hours tearing that motherfucker apart. Just two dudes. Actually, it was one dude. That was doing all the searching. I was sitting in the living room, and the other dude was just sitting in there with me, you know. And to these guys, I'll give these guys credit; they were cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, under any other circumstances, like these weren't like bad dudes. Like some cops are fucking pricks, right? You know what I mean? They right. just they talk down to you, they talk shit to you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They tear your shit up. You know what I mean? These motherfuckers were kind of cool. You know what I mean? They were in my closet. I had like uh, like three hundred pairs of sneakers or something like that. <laughs> and the dude was like, he was like, so he kept coming out there. He was like, dude, I really like your fucking. He's like, we were, we were talking about like Jordans. And she was talking to me about my sneaker collection while this other asshole was in there fucking tearing up and going through all my computers and shit. And then, so yeah, they searched my whole place. They they confiscated um, anything with a removable removable storage. I think they say anything with removable storage. They they took it. So any hard drive, any cell phone. Um, Laptops. They obviously they took. I had a safe in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. uh, I had my safe in the bedroom with a bunch of money in it. Fucking ammunition. Fucking. I had like a like a thousand cards or something like that printed. Because what I would do is I would get ahead of myself. Like if I was was wasn't busy, I would just be bored. I would just print and make a thousand cards. Just, just in case you got a new blanks. Order. Right. <clears throat> just to stick them in the safe, and then I would just and then if I needed to, I would go ahead and boss them and coat them and mm. you know just streamline right. the whole process. Right. And then um. So, yeah, they confiscated everything, took my safe, uh, and he gave me a card. And I had guns at the house. They didn't take none of my guns. Hmm. I had my concealed weapons license. I had firearms all over the house. They didn't take any of them. I had weed at the house. And this is South Carolina. South Carolina, okay. Illegal. Yeah. At that time. Marijuana's yeah, illegal in South is Carolina. It still illegal? Fuck yeah, it's still They don't have, they don't, they're fucking them hicks over there. They ain't legalizing that shit. That's the Bible Belt, shit. baby. Yeah, that's the fucking, uh, exactly. <laughs> he was Bible balls belt. deep in the Bible Belt. And, um,. Yeah, you said you were, you, you, I mean, you had told me, I remember you had said they were like, anything we should know about? And you said, oh, well, I've got guns. And they were like, well, we're not the ATF. And Yeah, he's like, we're yeah, not the ATF. Yeah. And I was and like, I got, like, well, I got a little bit of weed too. He's like, well, you, how much weed do you got? And I was like, well, it's not pounds. It's a little bit. You know what I mean? Because I smoke every day. I have been since I was, you know, a little kid. But yeah, they didn't take the weed. They left all my fucking, they left my drugs and my guns. They only wanted the fucking, 
the credit cards and all the equipment and everything. And then he gave me. And they didn't arrest you. They didn't arrest me. He gave me. A, he gave me a business card and he gave me a date on the back of the business card. He said, "I need you to be here on this date. If not, you're gonna have a warrant out for your arrest." And so yeah, I had to go to the Secret Service uh, headquarters in Columbia, South Carolina, and I walk into a room and there's this long fucking table. And I walk into this room and there's like eight dudes sitting around the table. And in the middle of this table, they got all these screenshots laid out in front of them of Carter.su, of fucking all the Carter forums I was on. They had screenshots of my posts on the forums. They had screenshots of all my fucking uh, people who I had been dealing with. They had screenshots of um, ICQ chats with me. So apparently I had been chatting with the Secret Service. Like they were buying cards from me. What? Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't know any of this. And they still couldn't fucking track. They no. still couldn't find you. Oh no, well, man, I was bulletproof. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Dude. They still didn't arrest them. And they, they still didn't they, arrest they, me. They, so they, I go down there, right? Well, so he I, hasn't I show been up. Indicted yet? You see what I'm saying? Like, so like, are they? What are they the trying process? to do? Well, see, they, they have it. They got to put together a case. Yeah. And, and I, he hasn't so they're been trying. To, so they're trying to build their case. They they what they I, and this is just a theory of mine, but they they thought they got the little fish, and they were trying to get the big fish. There was a big fish, though. There was a just big fish not, to get. Just not yeah. in the U in the United States. Yeah, yeah. You know, which would have so been they were using surfer. you to build a build a bigger like a bigger well, Rico hoping. case. They, they were hoping that I was gonna pop the lid off of some kind of big conspiracy, big you know, big multinational crime ring uh, fraud. You know, which I mean, I was a part of, but I yeah. I didn't have the keys to unlock that door. So you were, just you know a what I mean? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, yeah, shoulder surfer is just a fucking like a. I, 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 it, I, 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 I some you, guy online. Weren't you dealing you with like the Russian mob? That's shoulder surfer. Yeah, shoulder. I surfer didn't know was, until later that that uh, that's what was going on. Like I had no clue until after, until I fucking put two and two together and figured everything out. And I'm like, oh shit, that's pretty fucking intense, man. Shoulder like, you know surfer I mean? was part of the Russian fucking mafia. Yeah, no, either he was plugged in or he they used him to because he was a tech guy or I don't know how he, he ran. Um, he ran. They that's what he all, was. They use all kinds of. He's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like he's a made guy. That's what I was. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I know he was over there doing doing. You know, yeah. but that that's what these kids do over there. I mean, it's been going on over there for. That's where it actually started at. It started in Europe. You know, way before it came over here. I mean, they had the they had the chip and pin system over there oh, had, years yeah, yeah, yeah. before we did over here. Do you remember talking about fucking years? Do you remember talking about that when I was tell when I was asking you about like that because when we were talking they, where they were just implementing the the chips the chip in and the pin United States and I was like, yeah. bro, man, they're gonna come out with those chips and it's over and you go, you go, they've been making them fucking chips forever. What are you Dude, fucking talking Europe, about? You we're we're five or to ten years behind Europe when yeah. it comes to when it comes to all that shit. Yeah, <clears throat> so they get everything and, first it and, and yeah, it trickles down to us because we're you know we're we're a uh, 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 what do they call that? What a, corp- a corporatocracy? A corporatocracy? Corporatocracy? Yeah, that's what we are here. Slow, yeah, slow too. But well. um, where were we? Yeah. So that's basically. Um, anyway, so yeah, they brought, they, they brought you in and with a bunch of people. They weren't arresting you. They no, were, they weren't what arresting they trying me. To do? They they were trying to figure out who I was, who I knew. Mm. Um, trying to get more people. Take down yeah, I had people. to give up all my passwords to all my emails, mm. all my ICQ chats, all of the forums. You know, so I'm I'm sure that then they were like, if you log on, we'll know. If we see you on any of the fucking forums, we'll know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Blah blah blah. We'll come and arrest you. So I was like, you know, it is what it is. And they know they didn't take me to jail. It was weird. And, and, you know, and they just after that, after I went there and I met with all those people and they were asking me all these questions, I got interrogated. You know, do you know this person? And they show me this. They're like, do you know this? They show me screen names. Do you know this person? Do you deal with this person? You know, do you speak Russian? Do you code? All this shit, you know. 
And um, do you code? Yeah, yeah. They want to know if I was like you know, they want to know what the spectrum, what my what my spectrum of knowledge I think was, you know, to try and to see where they could implement me, you know, because there was this whole what was the name of the operation? Uh, remind me, Matt. Well, uh, open when, market. Open or? market. Yeah, there was Operation Open Market going on at this time. They, What's that? That's the isn't that Matt the can car- explain it a little bit better than well, I can because Matt, you actually researched it that yeah, I didn't really do because a, you know basically he was basically there was a, a Carter dot su like Carter dot su was the the one that the the main forum that he was using and they got and so what happened was after keep in mind after he left I'm still getting documents in. So things he's telling me happen. Wait, wait, when you say after he left. After, you... after John left prison. Okay. I had written a synopsis, right. and I had like 60 pages of notes, right? 60, 70 pages of, of just notes. I might have had 80 pages of notes, actually. So I wrote a synopsis, which was maybe 20 pages. Well, no, it was like 15 pages long. That's the one, that, that's the, the one I sent you that's on, the, um, on the, uh, my YouTube channel, okay? And, it's on, and, and the website. So that's, that's a short version. Then I wrote the book. So I had already decided I'm going to expand this into a whole book because there's so much good shit here. So I start getting stuff in. I got an, an, the indictment, the Carter.SU indictment. I'm pretty sure it's open market. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's open market. Dark market was the other one. Open market. So Carter.SU was being run out of Russia, um, yeah. and that was the form, and the Secret Service – had an investigation into it and it was called uh, um, Operation Dark Market. No, Open Market. Operation Open, open Market. Market yeah, yeah. Where they indicted like, I don't know what they indicted, 150 or 50 people, something like 50 or 100 people, whatever, and a whole bunch of John Doe's and that sort of thing. Um, and that's when, remember he said, so after he left, yeah. after he left the um, UPS store, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, after he leaves South Carolina, they let him go. He, he's interviewed. Like, there's a lot of little things. Like, I didn't know. Like, he just said they took pictures of him in front of UPS store. Like, I didn't even know that. Like, I like I was like, when he said that, I It was thought, like a booking. Yeah, I was, I was, but in front of the UPS store? Like, I didn't know that. Like, I'm thinking, that's kind of, you know, they turned, you know, wit in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right there. Like, I didn't know that. Um, I remember the thing where, the blow thing. Because I mentioned that in the book, the blow thing, where you, you said that mm-hmm. it flashed to your head. Anyway, so after he leaves there for South Carolina, he goes and gets some cash. And he gets money out of the bank, right? How much money did you have in the bank at this point? Uh, about two hundred grand. Okay, uh, my BOA. So he, um, no, I think he's talking about the money that was in like U.S. Plastico, like in the fucking couple million. What was U.S. U.S. Plastico was what the U.S. Plastico account? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, yeah. So U.S. Plastico, right? Remember that's the court. That's the that fucking a. My eye is. I think I just rubbed something in my eye. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> he laughs. Um, uh, Which, when are we talking about now? We're talking about in South Carolina after the Secret Service lets you go. And you oh, go to yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah, And a little over $2.5 million or something like yeah. that the bank at this time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he goes and gets a couple hundred thousand out of the bank. And then he gets a, like 100000 or so in cash he had. Weren't you... You were cool with keeping two and a half million dollars in the bank at this point, like you had a well, yeah, secret service on your ass. Well, Weren't the account like, wasn't in my name, obviously. Yeah, nothing. Okay. I set the account up, so there's no, you didn't feel like there was any risk in keeping. There was no risk. There was no risk at all because it was a corporate account. Okay. And you know, I a corporate account that was in a business's name that you were not affiliated exactly, with. Exactly. Yeah. That okay. I set up under a fake identity. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. 
So he grabs money laundering one hundred one. So he grabs some of the money. Fake, <laughs> a fake fucking person's got a bank account with two and a half million in it. So he grabs some of the money, goes back to Miami. Obviously, there's a warrant out for it. Well, well, I guess they no. Wait, they this time there wasn't. No, there wasn't then, but they indict you. They wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they waited like a couple of years. They right? waited like three years. Yeah. to put a warrant out for my arrest. Right. I thought I had fucking three got, years after listen, that. I thought I had gotten away with everything. Because yeah, it, remember he goes, he goes, he still uses he uses his real yeah. ID to go in and buy a gun. Because listen, at this point, I thought I was going. Hey, I thought I was going to prison. I'm convinced that I'm going to prison. Right. But after so long, you know three what and I mean. Years, yeah. Yeah. So How old are you at this point? Uh, late twenties. Oh, okay. mid mid twenties. Twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. Okay. Went to prison when I was twenty seven. So. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes. Then he goes to Miami. Twenty four years old with two and a half million bucks in the bank from credit card fraud. Listen, yeah. you, you, that's pretty wild. Read, yeah. How how many fucking Cadillacs have you owned? Oh, I, all of them. <laughs> I, I mean, we did, you know, we, like I he, did. Yeah, yeah. Now it's Mercedes. Well, you worked and, at a Chevy uh, no, manufacturer. Chevy. Uh, no, Chevy. I worked for GM. GM. I worked for General Motors when I was like nineteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then you know, I watched all the dope boys growing up driving Cadillacs and yeah. shit. You know what I mean? And then I I finally got my On STS. Donks. Uh, but not so much the dunks. They were like the older, you know, 60s, 67, okay, 70s. It was like okay. the 70s from the 70s. I'm yeah. more like, yeah, I'm more like uh, 80s, okay. 80s muscle cars, you know, like the dope yeah. boys, the Cutlasses, the Regals, the okay. Monte Carlos, you yeah. know what I mean? And then like uh, I started getting into like the caddies, like STS, the CTS. I had them all. I had a DeVille, had the DHS, had two DHSs, had three CTSs. I had four STSs. I had a red one, a white one, a black one. <laughs> Yeah. Gave a gave a fucking Cadillac away to some stripper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why'd you give it to her? She sucked good dick. Really? Yeah, well, that's worth it. Yeah, it's worth a Cadillac. <laughs> I don't know Hell about yeah. that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so he goes back to Miami and goofs off for like a year, and that's when you met what I forget what was the, Russell, the rich yeah. kid's what was the rich kid's name? Oh, not my wife. You're huh? talking about no the rich kid Giovanni. Giovanni. Yeah, Giovanni. Yeah. Who is Giovanni? Euro trash. This fucking this, this kid I met in Miami Beach, this fucking trust fund kid, living off his dad's money, and uh, you know just Euro trash, strip club, yeah. fucking they cocaine hang. partying, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just that that type of dude. But he was plugged in everywhere. He knew everybody. Really? Every fucking buddy, dude. He knew everybody. Like he had a he had a badass fucking uh, uh, condo at the top floor of this fucking this building on uh, Brickell in downtown Miami. Mm-hmm. And Brickell's dude, amazing. Dude, we used to party. Yeah. Like I've never been to Brickell. I remember before. going to his. I, I got remember, out of prison. Oh really? Yeah, I remember going to his place and partying, dude, with like Brooke Hogan. It's like financial district. And That's fucking do a lot of fucking people would be there just fucking hanging out, and I'd walk in, I'd be like, "What the fuck is going on here, dude?" You know what I mean? Um, it's just wild shit. The chick from um, <clears throat> that one chick from uh, uh, Orange Is the New Black. Name American Pie. The well, she was. She was in Orange Is the New Black as well. Oh, is she? Yeah, what's her name? I forget. Natasha Leone or whatever is that her name? I don't know. No, not, no, she's she's a comedian actually. She's actually a really funny comedian. No, it's something like so that. So who is this but kid, yeah. Giovanni? What was um, his deal? Giovanni, like I said, he was just a fucking Euro trash, you know. But he was, he was, he. What was his connection? Oh, nothing. To you? He, no, I was just saying. He was he, random dude. I, no, I was no, just nothing. Saying that but he, yeah, that's just like part of the wild, just a wild shit. Yeah, I went because yeah, he, he Miami, basically went yeah. for like a year. There's so many on, characters like that guy in Miami. I feel like. yeah, he yeah, went for yeah. like a year or so and just didn't do anything. <clears throat> like didn't didn't do anything but just basically hang out with Giovanni and party and, and, blow and money. party and blow yeah, money. But yeah, then the money ran blew out. A lot of money. Yeah. And then he started carding again. That's when the second indictment. That's when. That's why I was saying I got another indictment in. Remember, I told okay. Do you th- do you think if you wouldn't have started carding again, you would have never gone to prison? 
Well, there still would have. Well, yeah, I mean, one. I had a warrant, you know, at yeah. that time, so I was going to prison. Yeah. It was inevitable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had a mandatory minimum, by the way, a mandatory minimum of twenty four months mm-hmm. with uh, aggravated identity theft. Okay. After I got everything, you know, reduced down. I mean, I was right, thinking they right. wanted it wasn't like hundred ten months, uh, ten years, like what. 150 months? 120. 120 months. That's what I was looking at initially. It was 100, 120 months. Yeah. At 25, I was 26. Yeah, so I would, I would be almost 40 by the time I got out. So he started carding again. Yeah. Went back on the forum, uh-huh. started carding again. That's all I knew. That's what I, yeah. you know what I mean? Because he r- basically ran on money. You weren't yeah. working. You were just spending all the millions that you had. Yeah, I was running through it pretty fast. So yeah. he starts carding again, and that's when what you guys jumped like we've been jumping back and forth. Basically, that's a remember lot of strippers and it's a weed, lot of it's a lot of cocaine. A lot and strippers. of cocaine. Yeah, while I was flying private as well, back and forth from Vegas. To, oh yeah, you were flying private. How much yeah. money were you fucking blowing on private uh, planes? Well, I well you get a package. Like people don't know this, you get like a package. You pay them like one hundred twenty grand, hundred grand, or something like that. And you, were you, you doing you the timeshare so, thing? You get so many hours. So you get so, like, so you pay X amount of dollars. Yeah, you get so many hours of flight time. Timeshare, yeah, 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 yeah. You get so many hours of flight time. Right. You know what I mean? So that's basically what. Or I was a doing. bunch of a bunch of people will basically throw yeah. in money on, yeah. on a on a bunch of planes or whatever. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah, way yeah. cheaper. So it's not it's not you know it's not like I was. You it's know, not like owning your own jet. No, I didn't have a private own my own private right. jet. That's, that's stupid. Private that's such a waste of fucking oh, money. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless you got unless you got unless you, unless you got private jet unless you own an NBA team. Yeah. Sometimes these guys have ridiculous. Or if it's like a write off or something like that, where you can business something like that shit. But yeah. But yeah, no, I was, you know, I was doing that. And, um, so yeah, I was flying, I was doing Vegas a lot and I was going back and forth from uh, like Fort Lauderdale to Vegas and I was doing like the Miami Euro trash scene and it just, you know, it was just getting out of hand. You know what I mean? It was just all getting completely out of hand. Just like piles of cocaine and hookers on private planes mm-hmm. flying the fucking. I don't know. Like it wasn't like that crazy. I mean, I think You're I only, like Scarface. I think I only took a, a stripper on a plane like one time. <laughs> Yeah, it was all fucked up, and we I had a town car come pick us up from uh, Scarlet's Cabaret and drive us straight to the Fort Lauderdale Executive fucking airport and hop on the fucking... That but that that's in Miami. Yeah, when he was yeah, in Miami, yeah. that's when he got caught. Remember the thing when he told you about Brickle, or about, Brickle. The, about the courier? Because you guys jumped forward. I was going to say something. Say it. But yeah. you, say it. After he started carting again, that's when he went to go pick up a package at a... At a, a an HQ, and he saw the secret service. A secret service. Yeah, we skipped around before. a minute. Yeah. yeah, we skipped around a lot. And so that's yeah. when the courier got grabbed. And that's when they. And then when he came in, also when I was in like the border bookstore, and I seen the same dude that grabbed the courier come in. Right. And that's when I knew my fucking VPN was bullshit. Right. That's when I knew whatever whatever I was doing wasn't doing something right. I got sloppy. And so yeah. he went to Temple and this Terrace. Is, this, yeah, all this happened after I got caught the first time by the secret service. Yeah. So that's when he yeah. went to Temple Terrace. Yeah. Remember, he said he got grabbed in Temple Terrace. So he, he, that's when he left Miami, went to Temple Terrace, which was where I grew up, by the way. Where is Temple Terrace again? Temple Terrace is what state? In, no, he, Tampa. <laughs> it's just outside Tampa. Oh yeah, it is. Basically, it's, the ghetto, people, it's like the ghetto side of Tampa. Basically, Temple people Terrace think is. Temple Terrace is kind of like a suburb, but it's actually its own little city. But yeah, it's basically it's like Hillsborough, yeah. Hillsborough, and fucking. Yeah. So he was there. That's when he gets arrested for the final time, yeah. and that's when they sent you to Coleman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So I mean, I know we jump. We were jumping around back yeah. and forth. Yeah. But that's when he got arrested in, uh, mm. in a, and that's a, in a Cadillac. It's like I, every t- every report I would get in Cadillac, Cadillac. I just think it's so Cadillac. fucking amazing. I put that one in the river. Oh yeah. And I didn't. I didn't. So I didn't even tell him the story. 
Yeah, like no, I completely no, you, fucking forgot no, I put a Cadillac in the river no, you, full of people. No, you and then, oh. and then I didn't even tell Matt the story or something. Mm. No, wait, I think I had mentioned it. I don't remember fucking how it happened, but he got a police report. And then he, he he was like, oh, I just got this police report. He said you put a, a you, were, you drove a car like into you a had something. Told me. And what, I was like, oh yeah, I fucking forgot about that. You or did tell like me that. that. You had told me over lunch one time. I didn't write it down. Like I didn't write it down in, in our note. Like when we were taking notes, I didn't write it down. He just happened to tell me one day he was driving his buddy's car. It was it was, it was your buddy's car. No, and it was my Cadillac. It was mine. I don't think it was a Cadillac. It wasn't a Cadillac at all. You put in the fuck. I, got I had a Cadillac at the time. That's okay. right. It was it was my. Uh, I had a Grand Dam. Yeah, and so that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. He raced a car. GT and jumped it into lost control. Jumped it and it went into like a canal or something. And so he had told me this story, and I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, when I ordered all these documents, I happened to get this police report in, and I'm reading, and I'm like, the fuck is this? And I was like. This is when he told me he was racing his buddies. He's like doing donuts in the fu- or driving around his. I was playing lot. Tokyo Drift through the apartment complex. Yes, yeah, they were trying to see how you could drift, and he yeah. ends up. That's right. They were playing a video game or something, and talking about fucking. Yeah. Drifting I was Tokyo or drifting something. through the fucking apartment complex. Hit and the curb. Right where you pull up into my spot at, there was like you know like the little parking block, and then there was like a hill and a canal, and I was just going too fast and fucking over down the hill into the canal. And I read the cop report. We were all drunk. Sure enough. Car full of girl. I was trying to fuck this one girl. I didn't, I, that totally fucking turned her off for the night. That kind of killed the whole mood. <laughs> killed the whole mood for the night. Yeah, and fucking bummed me out. But yeah. That's hilarious. But was, oh, there were all these little ridiculous things that he had told me that I would get these documents in. Mm. And at that point, you were in that halfway house, I think. And yeah. I, he would, he, you know, I'd call and he'd answer. And I'd be like, oh, what's up with that? I got this thing? And he'd be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's so fucking crazy how much time did you did you do total in prison i, I think Federal it, prison. It, it was almost about it was 24 months yeah 24 months yeah. so two years it's two years yeah. yeah i think it's so fucking wild how much shit that you did and you only got two years well well are you th- are you using the 24 months you're not including like the halfway house because his yeah victims, that's halfway house included his victim well, you did oh you got well, not, I got what six about months the, halfway house. Well, not with me. What about the second time when you got arrested? Oh, yeah, after I got out. Yeah, you got out. You got arrested. You're not including that. So you went in for two years How in the Coleman. Uh, about six months. Okay, so, Nine that's, months. so that's 30 months. That's just 30. It's about three years then. Yeah. All together. So you did two years in Coleman, got out, and then you did you started carding again? Yeah. I started fucking around again right as soon as I got out of halfway house. And this house. was after Matt met you, wrote the synopsis, and he was trying to call book. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got out and started fucking around again. And you got six months. You were uh, talking on the phone, he just disappears. <laughs> Talk on the phone, he's like, yeah. yeah. Just one day, phone's got, fucking dude, this disconnected. Is how, and listen to this shit, dude. I got fucking, I got, so I order, so I go back through my, my connect, right? I call my dude from China, and I got holograms coming in, <laughs> right? After, I, after this is after I'm, in, I'm living in Miami, I just got out the halfway house, I'm in a fucking studio bedroom, I'm in a studio apartment, and the fucking, and I was in like, uh, I was living in like uh a little Havana or Wait, something like that in what, Miami. What happened to the bank account with all the money in it? It was completely depleted? It's gone. I don't have access to it. Yeah. I don't have Who, access to that. What happened to it? Uh, all, my debit cards and, and all that shit got thrown out. My wife. Because we were getting pulled over. Like So when I got picked up in Temple Terrace. Yeah. Um, I thought for sure they're going to come to the house and search. Right. When I got picked up. Right. You know what I mean? I was unaware that I had a warrant from the other shit from, you know, years prior or whatever. Right. And that's what it was for. So 
when I told my wife, I was like, listen, as soon as you get home, get rid of everything. Whatever I have there, just get rid of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Dispose of it. Okay. And because I thought they were going to come and search. And if they would have found all that shit, I'd I'd, I'd, I'd still be in prison. Mm -hmm. You know, they would have, they would have built a prison and named it after me. Mm -hmm. So, and, um, so yeah, she went home and she got rid of everything. She fucking just destroyed everything, threw it away. I don't know what the fuck she did with it. And so I go to jail and I was in jail for a little while. And then I come home and I was like, you know, she's like, I got rid of everything. I was like, good. Like, where are the debit cards? Did they ever come to search for it? No. No, they never came, never came to my house to search because the warrant wasn't for that. I wasn't getting picked up for that. Like I thought I was, mm -hmm. I thought I was getting picked up for that, for specifically what I was doing at the moment, but it was for what I had already done. And, um, yeah, so it, yeah, it, it's it, the, the, to clarify the warrant that he was being picked up on was for the South Carolina arrest, which yeah. they'd already confiscated all of their, their stuff. Right. He's thinking it's for a second indictment oh. out of, out of, um, uh, Nevada. So he's thinking they're going to come to the and house I had, I had again, more equipment. but they don't. Come and you already house. had bought a shitload of more yeah, equipment. I had all new equipment. You had all kinds of I, cars. I, I read up. I read up and went for a fucking second run. Yeah. Okay, so you. you I was you, trying to. I was trying to do the big dirty. You, you call your wife up. I was trying to do the big she, dirty. She tossed all the cards. And she. What'd you do with all that equipment? She tossed it. Threw it away. So you came home after going to jail for how long? I was gone for, I was only gone like a week or something mm -hmm. like that, a week or two. Mm -hmm. So I had to go, go to court and then all that so shit. So all your out. money is on all these different debit cards. De it was spread cards. out and all these different debit cards. How much money was it? I want to say, the I know the BOA for sure had over a million dollars in it at the time. And then I maybe had a maybe 120000 spread out throughout the throughout the Western Union cards. Because I, I, I mean, I had close to three and a half million dollars at the beginning, but I went on a, just a rampage, like a two, like a two year rampage almost. And then I met my wife in Miami and then I calmed down and I tried. It was like, okay, I'm just going to go straight now. So all of those cards, the million, one point, whatever million. Gone. Just gone. Poof. It up and vanished like a fucking fart in the wind and there was nothing I could do about it. And I believe me, I'm still sick to my stomach to this day. What? What was your yeah. reaction when you found out she threw everything I away? I snapped out, but it was just like, my initial reaction was I snapped out, and then we sat down and we had a conversation about it, and it was like, I, I tried to go and look where she said she threw the stuff away at, and it, the garbage the garbage had been taken out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was thinking about going to the fucking landfill and digging through fucking, like, I just didn't, like, I didn't know. Like, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, all these ideas are running through my head. Like, this can't be it. Like, this just can't be it. It can't. This can't be. This can't be the end of it. This can't be the end. This can't be it. And it was just. It was over. It was fucking all over. Yeah, it was all over. Going to the landfill. That's extreme. <laughs> yeah, you're there. Go People have done much worse for fucking have less they? money for half that amount. Oh, you know what I mean? True. So, I'll I'll go fucking dig through fucking piss and shit. You know what I mean to get those goddamn debit cards back. But they were just gone. Everything was gone, and it was over. The ride was over. I had literally no money, like nothing. I had maybe 10000 in cash in a fucking shoebox somewhere, and that was it. And I was going to prison, and I was out on fucking uh, um, um, yeah, that's um, supervised thing. release. Here's the, and they let him out on bond again. <laughs> that's what I understand. I can't get fucking bond. They let him out. They, they grab him. They keep letting me out. They keep letting him out. They let him out again. And then he, he doesn't report. He stops reporting. He goes, he goes to fucking... Um, Michigan, went to Michigan, yeah. came back, 
And then eventually they catch up with them. How many? How long after t- they caught up with you? I don't. I forget. It was a month or two months or whatever. I don't remember. It wasn't they, that they, long. They, they 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 raided your uncle's. Was it your uncle or cousin? Or yeah, my uncle home? called me. He's like, dude, the fucking U.S. Marshals just kicked in my door. Like, I, I got the, like, I got. He's the like, marshal. dude, I just got done burning. <laughs> Then my old fucking OG calls me up. He's like, "Dude, I just got done burning the fucking U.S. Marshals kicked my door, and I'm like, fuck. I got the Marshals report for that. Uh, Like they staked out. Yeah, they staked. That's why I said that's one of the reasons I wanted to go back and get the document to show you. Remember you." Say he's, you he's said like, dude, you, it was a bad trip. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, man. Fucking, I don't even killed know. my buzz. <laughs> he's like, dude, it was a bad trip. I was like, dude, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't know, you know. I'm sorry. You would probably know, like, looking at the documents. You like, they like sat out somebody, some fucking guy's house. They so, like they're staking out all these fucking houses. He had they gone. Thought I was at yeah. yeah where the, he's he's not even in Michigan. He'd gone there, yeah. came back, and, and then they caught up with you somewhere. In, so what do you do after you find, after you fucking have this coming to Jesus m- moment where you realize all of your m- millions of dollars are gone and you have nothing It left? was all downhill after that. These are the bad times. Is that when you started fucking, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Now what happens? Dude, I'm broke. I got fucking, I'm, I'm married. I got a kid that's not like nine months old. I go to prison. I'm broke. I go to prison. And it was, I fucking, I lost everything, dude. Everything, everything I had, all my cars, everything I had. Like my, I don't know, all my sneakers, fucking, I'm like, in prison, I'm like, okay, at least I'm gonna get out and have some gear. You know what I mean? At least I'm fucking get out and have a fucking a little something. You know what I mean? Some clothes, some shoes, you know what I'm saying? So the shit, the fruits, all the shit that I had fucking got with all, you know what I mean? At least I'll have that when I get out. Nah. (sighs) All fucking gone. Yeah. Wife got knocked up by some other dude. No. Swear to God. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I get out. I'm in the halfway house. Were you still talking to your wife when you were in prison? I remember. I remember. She she didn't really write me that much. She never came. I didn't, I didn't get one visit the whole time I was there, the whole two years. Um, She wrote me like once or twice. No, you were getting email. You, she was emailing you. Yeah, but those, those got cut off after a minute. Oh, okay. And so I was like, whatever. You know what I mean? Did you worry about it when you were in there? No, I wasn't. Because she, every time I talked to her, she's like, baby, everything's fine. I love you. So to give her a little bit of credit, thank you for that. You know what I mean? (laughs) That kept you kind of sane. Thank you for not shitting on me. Like, listen, I'm fucking, I'm fucking this dude right now. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, at least, you know what I mean? Don't fucking tell me that shit. You Mm. know what I mean? At least fucking, fuck, you know what I mean? I can see that. My time was a little bit easier. Mm. I mean, I didn't really have that much time, but whatever. And, uh, yeah, I get out. I'm in the halfway house. She's got some dude living with her at her fucking mom and dad's, right? I'm fucking her as soon as I get out of the halfway house. The day I get out, I'm fucking her. And she's going back to this dude she's got living with. Cause that's my wife, dude. We're fucking married. We have a kid together. What, what are you doing, you fucking retard? Yeah. You know what I mean? What are you doing? Yeah. So she's still with this dude, and I'm still fucking her. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, so she, she dips out. Like, one day she just disappears, and she goes to fucking Nebraska. She disappears to Nebraska, and I'm on I'm on I'm on I'm on federal probation at this time because I just got out of halfway house. I'm on federal probation, and she she just disappears. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm in Miami. I'm fucking. I'm working at this warehouse in Miami, and it's grueling, man. I mean, I'm having to wake up at three o'clock in the morning, and I was living in uh, I was living on like Twelfth and Flagler. In Little Havana, mm. which is like right by like Miami High School, which is like kind of like by downtown, but not really. Like you got to go down Flagler a ways before you get downtown Miami. And so I had to walk every morning because I didn't have a car. So I didn't have shit when I got out of the halfway house. I didn't have nothing. No money. I came home to nothing. 
No, no, nothing, dude. I had like fucking one pair of shoes that I got bought while I was in prison <laughs> from, from prison commissary. Fucking Nikes, you know, so fucking. This is you buy Nikes in prison commissary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, they're not nice. Still, they're I not like got, fucking retro Jordans or anything. I mean, I still they're got like socks and t-shirts and shit from fucking prison. Really? I still wear. Oh, I fucking got rid of all that shit. Can still wear them. You buy LeBrons in prison? Nah, they, they're not. They're not cool Nikes. You know what I mean? Nah. It's not. They're not the good ones. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But they're they're Nikes. So yeah, so I'm rocking prison Nikes. You know what I mean? I'm I'm getting up at three o'clock in the morning and I'm fucking. I gotta walk all the way downtown Miami from 12th and Flagler, and that's a rough part of town in Miami. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking pretty rough part of Miami. And at three o'clock in the morning, there's no buses running, so I gotta walk all the way downtown at three in the morning because I gotta catch the very first train that leaves downtown Miami that goes all the way to fucking uh, Hialeah, which is an hour train ride. But I gotta catch the first one because I gotta be to work at a certain time in the morning, so I gotta catch the first train to go an hour to catch a bus to ride a bus an hour to go to work. To work fucking in a warehouse for 10, 12 hours a day and then have to run that whole fucking back again all the way to the house. And I was doing that as soon as I got out of prison. You know what I mean? I'm used to driving brand new fucking cars and, and doing whatever the fuck I want to do. And now I'm 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 a fucking cockroach down here in Miami doing mm. nothing. Mm-hmm. So it was like I only could I could only take a couple months of that. And I was just like I was at my breaking point to where I was like, listen. I'm going to kill myself. Like, this is, I'm, there's, because for me, let me look at me. I'm fucking tattooed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have an education. I have my associate's degree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, and I kind of feel like I can articulate my, myself well, and I have a vocabulary, and I speak well, but that yeah. people don't see that. Mm-hmm. And people don't give a fuck about your associate's degree when you've been no. to prison and you look the way I do. They just right. don't care. Right. So any kind of situation that I go into that's a regular kind of employment situation, <clears throat> I'm not making it fucking very high on the corporate ladder. No. You know you what made I that mean? decision a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, it is what it is. And I'm fine with that. But here I am, I have to have a job because I'm on probation. You know what I mean? I'm on federal fucking probation. And I got this probation officer, which she was really fucking cool. She, she didn't really give a shit what I did. But um, I can only do it for two months, and I was just over it. And I was just, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm fucking over it. And I was fucking this girl from the halfway house that I met in the halfway house and like her brother like I I started fucking with her brother and her brother kind of was like wanted to like he kind of knew about like I kind of told him like what I had done like Mm -hmm. my past and kind of knew about like everything and he was like he kind of wanted to jump into it and he kind of put up the money he didn't kind of he did put up the money he put up the money and we bought bought the equipment and I fucking suited up for another run, dude. The third one. I'm like, you know what? This is gonna be the big dirty. The last hurrah. I'm getting I'm gonna I'm gonna get a million and I'm gonna go ahead and invest it and and you know what I mean, open like a legitimate business and pay taxes and all that shit. <clears throat> Didn't go that way. Uh she turned out to be a complete fucking psychopath. Um, Wait, is this the chick that stabbed you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bro, listen, this story like there's a whole other series of stories. Like he got this. This okay. chick stabbed me with a pair of scissors. And almost, she stab you? almost killed me. Where did she stab you? In my chest. Bounced off my breastplate. Yeah, almost almost killed me. And then, um, so yeah, that went, that whole thing went pretty south pretty fast. And then, <sighs> so then I'm fucking with this chick, and her brother wants to, you know, get into it. And he, he bought the equipment. So yeah, so I, I ordered my, I, I contact my, my, my dude in China, and I get some, some holograms sent in. And they get they get they get stopped at customs because mm. I'm tracking my package and I can see it says customs hold on it, so I'm like fuck, <laughs> they got it, which it's fine because I'm like it's not in my name, it's not coming to my apartment. Right, right, right. I get about a week, two weeks later, I'm I I get two DHL 
the delivery service, DHL, uh, dudes at my door knocking. Mm-hmm. And I look out my peephole and I see two DHL dudes. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I open the door. Two. Two. And he's got this, he's got this yellow, he's got this envelope in his hand. And it's wrapped in yellow tape. And that's anything that comes from China. I don't know if you've ever ordered anything from China. But they use this, this, industry. It's, you, it's, it, you can see it from a mile. If you see it, you know what it is. Like anything that comes from China, like if you order bulk anything from China, they wrap it in this, like this yellow fucking tape. You know what I mean? So mm. I seen the package in, hand, in his hand. I knew exactly what it was immediately. Because I had ordered holograms from this dude before. Mm. So right then and there, I'm like, fuck. And he's like, uh, he's like, they were like, and I didn't have my name on it, obviously. He's like, uh, he, he was like, this is the package is for you. And he showed me them. I was like, no, they don't live here. And he's like, he's like, you sure? He's like, how long have you been living here? I was like, uh, I, I just moved in. Like, That's about, already too many questions. About a month ago. I was like, yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, are you sure? DHL. Hey, he's like, so he's like, okay. And so I closed the door. And, and, and he walked away, and I immediately I was like, fuck me, fuck me, fuck they me, got you. fuck me, I'm done. I'm going back to prison. Because I'm on, listen, I just got out of prison. I just got out of fucking federal halfway house. I'm on federal probation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's all bad. It's just all bad. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so he comes back to the door. <laughs> I haven't heard this. I, like, I heard, I, I knew you got a story. No, yet, I, knew I? You, I knew he got arrested. Like, we were on the phone when he said, fuck, they showed up at my fucking house. They grabbed me. They arrested. They, no, they brought yeah. arrested. They brought yeah. you downtown. Yeah. I knew yeah. that. But I haven't heard this whole thing. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So then I hear bang, 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 bang at the door. I'm like, fuck. He's like, police. And then now they're yelling police. So I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm looking at the side window. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about jumping out the fucking side window and then just dipping. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm thinking in my head. I was like, I don't have anything here. I was like, they don't fucking have anything on me. I was like, all they have is this package that came to my door. And you've already denied and it. And I've already you didn't denied it. So it. I opened the door back up. I'm like, I'm going to fucking ride this thing all the way out. Fuck these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Who yeah. the fuck do they think they are coming here trying to arrest me? You know what I mean? I'm going to fucking talk my way out of this shit like I do everything else. I'm talking my way out of it, right? And I'm still, I got them convinced at this point. Like, I got them convinced at this point that it might not be me. Like, they, they think it's me, but they might not, they might not mm-hmm. be me. And I haven't, I have but they don't know, but they don't, because they don't have, I'm not registered to this address. Oh, and you haven't, they don't have your name they, yet? They haven't given, I haven't <clears> given <throat> them my driver's license or anything yet. Right. Okay. I didn't know. So I'm, we're, we're talking, we're in my kitchen. FedEx shows up with a giant fucking box. Of what? A fucking embossing machine. Somebody else ordered a embossing machine to your address? That's crazy. I know. Who would do that? While they're in there talking to you. Yeah. While, while the fucking... While, I almost had him. <laughs> I almost fucking had him until this, the fucking FedEx fucking shows up with this giant box. I didn't know this. Good shit. That's good shit. And when the box shows up, it shows up to the same name as the fucking... As the holograms were showing up for and the police went out there and talked to him. And that he's probably like, worked and he's it like, to your advantage, though. No, it didn't because no? they went out here and talked to him. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I've delivered several packages to this address, and he's he's signed for him. Oh. Right there, they fucking had me. No. Right there, they fucking had me. Yeah, they knew. I couldn't talk my way out of it then. They knew, and I had to give them my ID, and they ran. They found out what I had just been to prison for, and they're like, okay, all right. So at this point, I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. This is it. It's all over with. I'm going back to fucking prison. All right? I just got out. I'm fucking going back. So he's like, um, we want the lab. They kept saying, we want the lab. We want the lab. The lab. The yeah, lab. The, the print shop. Because I guess they, they had just busted some people. Because Miami's huge for for fraud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miami's like fucking fraud central in the United mm-hmm. States. It's, it's fucking New York, Miami, Las Vegas, and, and Los Angeles mm-hmm. are like the, the crime hubs for, for credit card fraud and for yeah. identity theft and all that shit. So... 
it turns fingers are turning blue, cutting off the circulation. Um, what the fuck's I saying? You they wanted the they, lab. They, they, they oh want yeah, the yeah, lab. yeah, yeah. We want the lab. We want the lab. And um, <laughs> so I mean, this next part's gonna fucking kind of sound kind of bad on my part. When you snitch? Oh, for sure I did. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going back to prison. Right. I'm not going back to prison. <laughs> okay. Listen, fuck these motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. Fuck these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? That's right. my attitude. Right. I'm not going back to prison for these motherfuckers that I don't even know. Right. You know what I mean? So they're like, we want the lab. We want the lab. I'm like, all right. So this dude's a mastermind, I told him. You know what I mean? This dude's the fucking mastermind. I threw Buddy under the bus. I'm sorry, Buddy. <laughs> if you ever watched this, I'm fucking sorry. His name is Buddy? No, his name's not Buddy. Oh, okay. I'm fucking sorry, dude. I apologize. But I wasn't going back to prison. I apologize. Yeah, my bad. Um, who was the... who? It wasn't the Secret Service, though, that grabbed you. It was no, the, this was the Miami Financial Crimes Unit. So it hadn't... I was like, is this federal? That's the first thing I asked him. I was like, is this federal? He's like, no, it's not federal. I was like, okay, now I got some wiggle room. Then I knew I had some wiggle room. You know what I mean? Because if it's federal, you're fucking, you're done. They're just going to indict you, and then you can cooperate. And, and you're you, still going to prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, pri- you're no still way. going to prison. Yeah, so if it was federal, you I was going to be like, you know what? Let's go right now. Right. Because it would have done me no good to fucking, to do anything. But it was, it was local. So I knew I had some wiggle room. Mm. You know, you can, you can, you can work with them. So I gave him the dude's fucking address, <clears> and then the dude fucking calls me while they're there. All this is happening. This, this was just, they just, just the wrong fucking day, dude. Yeah. The wrong day. The dude calls me because we were waiting on the embosser to come in. And I was because the lab was at his house. Because I was like, that's what I told the dude. He was like, dude, I'm not setting all this shit up. I got my fucking probation officer comes over here. Right. Right. She's going to come in here and see what, ask me questions about all this equipment. I'm not even supposed to have a fucking laptop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Fuck. Right. So we had all this shit set up at his house. He calls me while they're there. I had to put it on a fucking speakerphone. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking to me. And he's like, you know, did it show up? I'm like, yeah, it's here. He's like, uh, Come drop it off now. I'm like, ah, I can't really do that. And they're like, they're both like, <laughs> like fuck. I'm like, all right, where do you want to meet at? So he's had me meet, meet him at this fucking, uh, I don't remember what it was, like a Publix or something like that. And he's like, oh, we got we to gotta mic you up. We got to mic you up. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, Listen, I'm not wearing a wire, man. What the fuck are you guys talking about? You know what I mean? Like, He's like, no, 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 it's not like the movies. You know what I mean? They brought me like a fucking pager. And the pager was like a listening device. It was like a microphone. <clears throat> and I had to fucking wear it in my pocket when I went and dropped the fucking the thing off to him. Yeah. So I drive, so I meet the dude at Publix. I dropped the fucking, um, I dropped, this is this whole story is wild. I dropped the fucking, I dropped the, um, the thing off with him. I wear the fucking listening device. Once again, dude, I'm sorry. I wear the fucking <laughs> listening device. You know what I mean? I'm fucking such a piece of shit for this, dude. I, I, I'm 100%, but I'm not going back to prison. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Fuck that. I'm not going back to prison. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it is what, it is, what it is, dude. I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, I had to wear the listening device on Buddy, and then fucking meet at Publix. Meet at Publix. I dropped it off. I met with him. Uh, I drove somewhere, and then one of the one of the two dudes that were there met me there. They followed um, him to his house, and then called in fucking reinforcements, and they fucking raided his house and found all the equipment, everything. Mm. They found all the equipment. So he was like, um, he's like, all right. He's like, you can go. The dude at the thing, he's like, you can go. I was like, all right. He let you walk. He let me walk. But he's like, we'll be in contact with you. And he's like, you know, we have to, we have to report this to your probation officer. We have to. It's by law. We have to. Right. So I was like, well, all right, fuck. I'm on, I'm running. You know what I mean? Because now I got, 
I got a little while you, to get you, to my back to my fucking apartment, pack a bag, and get the fuck out of Dodge. You know, you're going to get a probation violation. One thousand percent, I'm going to get a probation violation. Yeah. So even if the state says, even the state says, we won't. Okay, we're not going to charge them. I was engaging in illegal activity, which is. Clearly a fucking yeah. violation of the rules yeah. of my fucking conduct, my probation. You know. Yeah. Doesn't matter Clearly if Clearly they don't want not. me fucking printing credit cards, you know what I mean, yeah. in my apartment. Or attempting or hand they can they can yeah. they're gonna they're gonna violate you for any something like that, they're gonna violate you for anything. Right. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, so I take off, I go back to my my my, my little apartment I had. Um, and at this time I we hadn't even started making any money yet. At this time, like I was still fucking working at the warehouse. I still really didn't have shit. I mean, I had a little bit of money because I was doing, um, we were making cards. So I was going out and doing a little bit of store carding and shit. You know what I mean? Just to have a few yeah. dollars here and there. Cause mm-hmm. I, was, I was doing bad, dude. Right, I was right. doing fucking bad. I went, I went up to the used car lot at the end, at the end of the street and got a fucking old, uh, 2003 Cadillac fucking, uh, 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 DHS or some shit like that. I mean, it was fucked. It wasn't, you know, my former glory, but I was trying to get back to my former glory. You know what I mean? You ever see that fucking movie Kingpin with, um, you might be a little bit too young for that one. It's oh, got yeah, Woody so. Harrelson in it and it's oh, got yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. I know and he's got, the, he's got, he's got the, he's got the GTO and he's young and he's fucking, you see him like years down the road and the GTO's all fucked up and he's bald and shit. Like yeah. that was me trying to make a comeback. And here I am trying to make a comeback. I'm fucking, I got the Cadillac, you know what I mean? I'm starting to break cards again. I'm doing yeah. all right. You know, but then I got, we all got fucked up, but. At least they gave you the heads up that they're going to notify your probation officer. Right. So I got, I had a little bit of time. So I, I go back to my condo, my apartment, and I pack a bag, and I call, um, I call my cousin in, in Detroit, and I was like, yo, he's like, uh, I need to come. I need to come home. I need to come up there. And he bought me a plane ticket. And I drove my, I remember I drove my Cadillac to the airport, and I just left it at the airport, and I hopped on a plane, because I had no intention of ever coming back to Florida right. at this point. <clears throat> I mean, I did maybe, but not in the same car, in the same apartment, in that, you know. So I left, I left the fucking car at the, at the airport, and I flew to Michigan, um, and I hung out in Michigan. Let me see. I got out of Halfway House, and uh, I got out of Halfway House on my 30th birthday is when I got out of the Halfway House. It was February 6th on my 30th birthday, and this was February, so by July, I was. this is when everything went down was in July. Okay. So it was like five months. Okay. So then I go out to, um, I go out to Michigan. And this time I was like, okay, I'm fucked. Obviously, I know I have a probation. I just absconded. Just got to hide. Yeah, I just absconded from probation, and I'm gonna have the probation violation for the the shit I just got popped right. for. Right. You know. So now I'm like, you know, I'm fucked pretty much. So I'm in Michigan. I'm fucking partying it up, staying at my cousin's house, just going on a rampage, just drinking, and just fucking- knowing that it's all coming. Oh out yeah, dude. I'm I'm going out with a bang. You know right. what I mean? <clears throat> and and so I'm partying it up. I'm like, okay, I don't give a fuck if whatever happens happens. And uh, my wife calls me up. She's in Nebraska. She says, I'm pregnant. I need you to come out here. I said, all right. You know what I mean? At this time, I'm like, fuck, I can get the fuck. I can go hide in Nebraska. Who the fuck's going to find me in Nebraska? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's nothing out there but corn. (laughs) You know, that's it. Corn and cattle. Right. That's it. And I'm fuck, I go hide in Nebraska. In my mind, I'm like, that's the perfect fucking place. I go out there. You know what I mean? Settle down. I got the wife, got the kids out there. I can fucking hide. And maybe in a few years, I'll be able to work all this fucking shit out with a lawyer or something. Or maybe not. <laughs> so I, 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 go out to, I go out to Nebraska. And that started shit show number two. Because it was just one fucking conundrum after another after I went out. Dude, my, this whole thing with my wife and I went out there and guys are bringing flowers by the house and fucking leaving bags of sugar at the fucking door and all kinds, just all kinds what? of fucking weird shit, dude. Like, yeah, it's like, dude, this chick had every dude in this little town we lived in w- wanted to fuck her. 
You know what I mean? And they just, every dude in the entire little fucking town, because they knew where we Small lived. town. Yeah, we lived, we, you know what I mean? We had nice cars and we lived in the house and, you know, on the main drag and, you know, she went to McDonald's every morning for her coffee and mm-hmm. we both worked at these, these small, um, uh, um, manufacturing plants right in this little tiny small town in, uh, Nebraska. And, um, yeah, I mean, shit went sideways out there real fucking fast. She started, you know, doing meth and fucking around with, you know, scumbags. And here I am, like, I don't do drugs. You know what I mean? Like, I smoke pot, which is a drug. <laughs> yeah, you're, so you're apparently like, I'm a drug not, addict and a liar. You're nothing um, like any of these other guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you know, com- you're completely normal. Yeah, you know, but like, I'm not doing the hardcore drugs. You know, right. I'm not, fuck, I've never done heroin. I'm, right, not, right, I'm right. not smoking crack. I'm not fucking, <clears throat> right. I'm not doing none of that shit. You know, I'm a fucking, I'm a stoner. I don't even really drink that much. Mm-hmm. You know, I barely ever drink. So, you know, shit goes sideways out there, dude. She, the, so the baby's born with meth in its system. Mm. Bomb, they take our kids what? away. They take our kids away. Fuck. I got a warrant out for my arrest. I'm laying in a hospital bed with her. Here come two fucking cops into the fucking hospital room. Wanting to lock her up and me up for drugs and, and this whole fucking thing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I didn't even know she was doing meth. Like, I had no idea. She was doing meth while she was fucking pregnant. Oh my because I had to go God, and work at the fucking... Bro. I was working, yeah. Yeah, it was fucking all bad. Yeah, fucking piece of shit. So Jeez. that happened, and then our kids got taken away. Um, Find out the little girl, not mine. Not even yours. I knew right away when the baby was born she wasn't mine. That right. it was the other dude that she had living at her fucking mom and dad's house with her after I got out of the halfway You knew house. right when the baby was born? Yeah, I knew right away. How? Sorry. Yeah, I knew right away. How'd you know right oh, away? Oh, I looked at her. I looked at really? her. Yeah, you know, I looked for sure 1,000% because I knew what the kid looked like. Mm-hmm. All right? And this this little girl looks just like that fucking kid. Mm. I mean, it's his 1,000%. I mean, even the dates don't match up. Because when she when she was, when she she was had the baby, and I was like, I was, wait a minute, I was in the halfway house. And we had, and I remember, I was like, we had sex this day, this Were day. Were you doing the math? You're like. I'm doing the math. I'm like, this shit just <laughs> doesn't fucking jive, dude. There's, and you know what I mean? But here I am. Trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. or Well, you know, we had, we had already had my son together, and I knew he's mine for sure. <clears throat> and, you know, I still love her. And even to this day, I still love her. I still love her to death. And we're still married. Even though I haven't talked to her in months, and we've been separated for four years. I haven't mm-hmm. seen her in four years. And, um. Since Nebraska. So this, this whole thing went down in Nebraska, and, you know, our kids get taken away. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and I have a warrant out for my arrest. Mm-hmm. Because I just took off from after all this shit just happened down here in, in Florida. Let me get some water. Shit's getting wild. I'm parched. Yeah, now I'm... Because, I'm, <laughs> yeah, keep in mind, by this point, I'm, I'm done with the, with the book. Right, the book's been written. Yeah, We're into book number two now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Books. Yeah, like I said, this whole this whole whole another situation. And um, <clears throat> yeah. So you know, the cops they get involved, and I got a warrant out for my arrest. So I'm like, fuck, dude, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I'm in my head. I'm like, dude, this bitch just fucked me. You know what I mean? Like, I came out here to fucking chill, and you fucked me because you're an idiot. You know what I mean? So. The fucking police get involved, and, you know, sure enough, they finally figure out who I am, and they mm-hmm. run my name, and they came to the house to get me one morning, and <clears throat> this is the whole thing. Let me tell you this story. So, okay, so these, these cops show up. The gummies wore off. Yeah, now it's all say, coming to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> pulling teeth before. It's like, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, so I'm working. I'm working at this little machine shop um, next door to the house in, in, this, in, in this small town in Nebraska, mm-hmm. and I'm over there at work, and I see two, I see two sheriff's uh, cars roll up to my house. And I already knew what time it was. So I called my wife. And I, and I was right next door. I'm like, like the police were outside. I'm going to jail. She's like, what? Where? I'm like, they're outside the house. 
She's like, okay, just stay over there. And I was like, listen, if they know where I live, they know where I work. <clears throat> you know what I mean? He lives here. He works there. It's not very fucking hard. Mm-hmm. So I remember what happened. I think they left. She told them I wasn't there and they left. And then they drove around the back of the shop. And then, so I leave the front door of the shop and I walk into the house and I'm fucking hiding inside the house. And like the, the cops are like surrounding the house now. Now they know I have a warrant out for my arrest. They know who I am. They're there to fucking take me to jail. They got the whole fucking house surrounded, dude. They're beating on the door. They got flashlights in the windows. My wife's not, my wife's out there just arguing with him on the front lawn. Like, he's not here. My wife, my wife, bless her heart. She's five foot even, 120 pounds, and she's Cuban and her English isn't, you know what I mean? Not, not like ours. You can tell she's not a native. You know what I mean? So she's out there arguing with them. They finally come in the house. They finally find me in the basement. I'm inside of a cabinet. <clears throat> I'm hiding inside of a fucking cabinet inside of the basement. I can hear them all walking around the house for like an hour searching for me. I'm not coming wow. out. I'm not coming out, motherfuckers. You guys you have to come down here and find me. Hide and seek, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? You're it. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? So I'm in the basement. I'm inside of a cabinet. And I'm, I'm small, so I can curl up in a ball. And they pull open the cabinet door, and he shines the light in there, and I just stay still. And he closes the cabinet. And they was like, and they were going to walk away, and then I heard, I heard, I heard the footsteps stop, and then I heard somebody say something real low. He saw you. Yeah, I heard him say somebody real low. And then they fucking yank open the cabinet, and they got the tasers on me. They got two of them with tasers on me. And I'm like, fuck. And they're like, come out with your hands up. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to crawl out of this fucking cabinet, dude, and he just grabs my arm, and they yank me out of the fucking cabinet. Dude, I come outside. I'm getting arrested. My wife is fighting the police. She's physically fighting the police in the mm, front yard. God bless her. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> like, all right. She's going ham for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's fucking going ham. She's yeah. screaming. She's fighting the police. She gets arrested. They arrest us both right there. Take us both to jail. Yeah. Our kids were already taken away. They were in, like, a fucking foster care or whatever like that. We both go to jail. Uh, yeah, so this was November <clears throat> of 2015. Is when I started this little journey. Is when I when I got arrested and, and we both went to jail and everything. I didn't get to South Carolina because I had to go back and see my judge in South Carolina because that's where my warrant was out of. I had a federal warrant out of the Southern District of Southern Carolina, North, Northern District of Southern Carolina. So I had to go. I had to go back to South Carolina to see the judge. Mm-hmm. I'm in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. That's on the other side of the fucking country. You know how long it takes to ship a federal inmate from Nebraska? Mm. Not good. To fucking to, to South Carolina, Days. they don't put you on American Airlines and fly you a direct flight. I'll tell you that much right fucking now. Yeah, they don't go. do that. They don't they, do Con Air. This little they do Con Air, but they hop, skip, and jump you to uh, ten different <clears throat> fucking little shithole county jails or mm. wherever you know yeah. who has the contract to hold federal inmates at that time. You know, so that I'm Sorry. bouncing around. Yeah, so I go from, shh, dude, I'm trying to remember now. I went from Nebraska. To, so we're, the small town I was in, I sat there for like a week, and then I went to Omaha, Nebraska, which is the big city. It's the town. It's the big town in, in, in Nebraska, which is they handle all the, like, the big cases. I sat in Omaha for a month, maybe two weeks, I think two weeks, until they transferred me. From Omaha, I went to, what's the federal uh, prison in? Oklahoma City? No. Yeah. Right next to Nebraska. It's in um, Indiana. Oh, it, uh, um. Leavenworth? Leavenworth. Leavenworth. Yeah, so they, they transferred me from Oklahoma to Leavenworth. So sad that I know this. To, like, yeah. yeah. So Matt's in uh, uh, a federal prison encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, I, whenever you need information. Um, so, yeah, I, so then I, go to, I go to Leavenworth. I'm in Leavenworth for a couple of weeks, maybe a month. From Leavenworth, they put me on Con Air, 
and they fly me out to Oklahoma and I sit in Oklahoma in the, in the federal prison out there for like a month. And when, okay, mind you, when they're transferring you around, you don't get into general population. You're in holding. Mm. You're in holding for a month. That means no commissary. That means the little tiny toothbrush with the little tiny toothpaste that doesn't fucking work. You know what I mean? So your, your breath's always hot. You know what I mean? You get the little tiny deodorant because I can't buy deodorant. So you get right. the little tiny deodorant that's right. one the, one thing and it comes out and it fucking pops and hits the floor and jumps. You know ra- what I mean? The one razor that just basically just cuts you and cuts you and cuts I mean, you. Just have little, yeah, I didn't even get razors. You yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you, you got like yeah. you can request. A, they'll give it to you. You shave. They give it. You give it back. They watch you use it. Yeah. Oh, you take the razor out and use a knife. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can you, you can pop out the razor blade. Yeah. Now you got a razor. You can oh, fucking okay. put it on the end of. Got it. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Really, it's just yeah. it's fucking. So these guys yeah. are ingenious. But if you're just trying to fucking survive, mm-hmm. and like I'm not involved in all that shit, my life's miserable because you guys want to kill each other. Yeah. yeah. So they transferred you back to South to uh, where South Carolina or what? Eventually, I get back to South Carolina after what Leavenworth. Yeah, I go to Oklahoma, then Oklahoma. I go to uh, Atlanta, then Atlanta. I go to Lovejoy, then from Lovejoy, I get fucking transferred to some other little. Listen, and mind you, through this whole process, I almost starved to death twice okay they left me in a fucking room to, to, to sit me somewhere for a second while they went and did something and forgot mm-hmm. about me for like 18 mm-hmm. fucking hours no fucking bullshit dude I was there was no, there was nowhere to get water in the fucking room I was gonna die I was gonna fucking die in that room if somebody wouldn't just open the door to see if somebody was in there yeah yeah so then I met, and then I get put into some little shithole fucking um, jail in South Carolina where they starve you where I almost fucking starved to death you know, so now I've got PTSD from that shit. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I finally get back out to South Carolina. I don't get back out to South Carolina to see my judge until after January, after traveling from November, getting picked up in, like, the beginning of November. So I don't even get to see my judge until the middle of January. And, and how much actually, time had passed in that that time period? Like, like from when three you got, months. Three months. 90 days. Okay. Yeah, it took about 90 days to get me, just to get me in front of the judge. God, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got six months. Yeah, and then they killed my paper. What does that mean? Uh, they released me without federal probation. And I how had, does that happen? <laughs> my probation or my my judge said yeah. that I'm not a supervisable. Yeah, some guys a like like I'm a flight risk because they've had listen they've had to extradite me from from south from 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 Nebraska to South Carolina. They've had to extradite me from Florida to South Carolina multiple times, and they're like. It's just costing us too much money to ship you all over the country because you can't stay in one spot. Mm-hmm. And he keeps and, running. And I, and I keep taking off. I keep absconding on probation. But, A, I'm not a career criminal. I, I'm not a drug addict. You know what I mean? I'm not somebody who is in the higher category for recidivism. Yeah, he's not going to go into a bank with a fucking AK-47. It's not like yeah, it's going right. to come bounce I'm not back a danger to the public. Right. Yeah, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, right. not, I'm not a raper or, or a stabber or nothing like that. Right, right, right. Like, so, yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to say, the a lot of guys, I, I've known guys that have literally, like, they'll get five or ten years. They'll have five years paper. They'll get paper, meaning probation. They'll get out and violate and come back to prison. And then, so, they'll violate their paper and go in front of the judge and be like, the ju- and the judge will, they used to do this all the time. They don't do it as much anymore. The judge would say, okay, look, you've got, you have three years left on your probation. You know, if I... Give you a cup if I release you and you put you back on on probation. You know you're gonna be okay, and they, they will. You know you're gonna do the right thing. There are there are guys that'll be like absolutely not. I'm gonna violate again. Like they'll get caught smoking pot or doing drugs. Yeah. Gonna, they'll go. I'm gonna do drugs again, Your Honor. 
and they'll look at him and go, well, then you're going to go back to prison. Well, then I'll go back to prison, but I'm going to keep doing it. And the judge will just look at him and go, would you rather I quash your paper? And they'll say, yeah. Okay, well, then you got to go to jail for a year. It's usually one-third. So they'll go, you go to jail for a year, and when you get out, you don't have any probation. Okay, I'll go back for a year. Weird. So they'll go back for a year. Oh, listen, I got five years paper. Yeah. But the problem is I owe six million. That's rough. Yeah. I, he got somebody up his asshole yeah. for five fucking years. She's a nice lady though. It, she, she, I mean, she is nice. She's just strict. Well, but, most of them are nice. Yeah, yeah. But Given, they, they have to do their job. Right. I think the right. craziest thing about all this is like he had a victimless crime. Yeah. You basically scammed scammers. You scammed the financial institution, the banks. Well, there were some victims in there. Yeah, there's a couple of victims. There there's some, people you, lost, some people lost money. You, you had legitimate victims, like yeah. people, individuals. You were taking it straight from their bank accounts, right? No, he's, these are credit cards. They don't lose any money at all. They do have to make some phone calls, and it's a pain in the ass. But look, if I take your credit card information, and I run up $5,000 on your credit card, and then you get the bill in the next month, and you go, holy shit. Right, you just you, call them, and they, they, that's not that's, me? They, they chalk it up to fraud. Right, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah you, you file a police report. The so most you, didn't, you could lose. You didn't, really, you, didn't take, just, you didn't steal anybody's really, hard-earned money. No, no, no. Really, no. I was just, I was just manufacturing financial transaction devices. Right. Yeah, that was his. his that was the actual charge. Was, yeah, was uh, one of the charges. Um, access yeah. to what is it called? Uh, uh, a fraudulent transaction device. Yeah. Mm. A manufacturing of a tra- fraudulent. That's transaction just amazing. Device. Like, Which how they dropped much those more charges. time that you got than John. It's wild, ain't it? Well, I mean, it's amazing. Well, it is. But I was also look. I was high profile. There was a lot of coverage. Yeah. There was. They're not going to let me skate. Yeah. The, the truth is, my look. The truth is, the people involved in my case most likely were like, if it hadn't been high profile, that they would have been like, eh, they would have shrugged it off. I would have gotten five or ten years, no yeah. big deal. But boom, a lot of fucking press hammer this guy. Him, they dropped. He's supposed to get ten years. They dropped the charge because the UPS guy never should have opened the package. But they wouldn't drop the aggravated identity theft because they could prove that. So he got he got two years. Yeah, yeah, I got the mandatory the mandatory minimum for that, which I got because lucky. the guy should not have opened. The <laughs> he package. never should have opened the package. He well, didn't yeah. have authorization. He didn't have, he didn't have authorization. That, that, those were sealed sealed packages. Those that's did he, he get in trouble? No, no. But I mean, he helped me out. Yeah, he helped me and hurt me. I guess. Yeah, but I mean, look. He can't. They can't put him on the stand. He's got to either get on the stand and implicate himself. I opened a. I opened a a postal. I opened mm-hmm. a piece of mail. Mm-hmm. I broke a federal law. So most people are probably going to get on the stand and say I I can't answer that. Or he's going to get on the stand and say, Look, when I called the the um, U.S. Post Office, I felt they were instructing me to open the package, mm-hmm. and that's why I opened it. That gives him an out. You see what I'm saying? So either and then guess what? Now. That's no good. What was in the package is no good as evidence anyway because right. he's saying you told him to do it. Yeah. So we can't – either way, we can't use it. So his probation – I'm sorry. His um, public defender got the, the U.S. attorney to drop that part. And, say, and, the, and he said, okay, I'll drop that. But he's got to do the two years. And they said – and he you know, came back to him and he was like, fuck, two years is a gift compared to ten. So dig this though. This is something I didn't, I didn't forgot to tell you guys. So when I get back in front of the judge, <clears throat> and um, she's reading, she's reading uh, all of all my charges, and I get my get my paperwork back um, with all my violations on it, like because it's like uh, it was like a uh, uh, there's different levels of violation, and in the federal system, like everything's structured, like okay, if you fall in this category of like a level one violation, they can only give you X amount of months mm-hmm. for, and then they have to kick you back out again, or if it's a level two, then they can, they can give you X amount of months, or if they if you know what I mean, so. Mm-hmm. I'm going over my paperwork, and 
I'm reading my, my, my report that my probation officer had left. And she said that uh, she went to my apartment. Uh, I had I, she had called me on several occasions, and I didn't answer her calls. So she went to my apartment, and I didn't answer the door. And that the um, landlord had just happened to be there, like cleaning it out. And she said that I had moved. So she violated me from absconding for probation. Yeah, not, not had nothing. Those not two the- dudes that busted me never went and fucking. Told them, told told my probation officer nothing. Really, never told, never. So yeah, I, I ran. I, I ran for no fucking reason. I could have oh. stayed. I could have stayed in Miami and 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 just try to do the probation thing. But <sighs> I didn't know, and I and you know, I didn't know they weren't going to say anything. That was fucking. Who the fuck knew they weren't going to stay? God didn't, damn. She didn't know. She had no idea that any of that had even happened, and they violated me because I I just absconded. Yeah, that's fucking fucking wild. Bonkers. Right? I know, dude. We just did three fucking hours. Are you serious? Did we really? Yeah. Rocking Holy and rolling. Shit. That was amazing, man. We yeah. were rocking and rolling. All right. So uh, where can everyone listening to this and watching it find more about your story and whatever? Oh. You got any social media you want people to follow? Yeah, yeah. Buy Matt's book. Yeah, you know, buy the bu- his book. Yeah, He's got a book. book. He's got a yeah. book called got, Bent. Yeah. It's you, a, you get a it on memoir. Amazon. Yeah, it's my okay. memoir. Yeah, you can find it on Amazon. It's uh, Bent, B-E-N-T. Yeah. Uh, if you just go on Amazon and you type in the search bar, Bent Cybercrime, mm-hmm. uh, it comes right up. Yeah. Or yeah. my channel, but you got my channel. He's got the narration, which is just a synopsis of the book. Uh, Matt's YouTube channel, yeah, which is? Uh, it's uh, Matt Cox and Inside True Crime. Yeah. You know, we can put the uh, put yeah. the links yeah. Or you can connect with me uh, through my social medias, uh, Slum by Nature at Slum by Nature Instagram, and uh, yeah, with the uh, yeah bunch of uh, the tattoo and stuff too. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, my tattoo page is uh, Jug dot ink j u u g dot ink. Yeah, we can Instagram. Leave, but we can send him all the hell yeah. Uh, if you send yeah, it to yeah, me, yeah, I'll, I'll send it all. Yeah. Sick. Thanks, guys. That was a wild ride. Thank you. Jeez. <laughs>